two minutes of that drive, I'm like blacking out. I'm like screaming, punching shit. Like I'm just in this pain. I'm like, something's not right. So we're like hauling ass to, to the hospital. And uh, by the time I get to the hospital, I fall to the floor and like I'm kind of blacking out. And she said that I looked her in the eyes like I don't want to die. So I told her. But as you're going through it, you don't, you don't, you're not like it's a taste of my own. So you're just like fuck everybody. How, how easy, how easy or hard is it to get geared as like a young kid? Yeah, yeah. Underrated, underrated. We the underdogs, underestimated. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Totem Podcast, where an actor rebelling is to question. I'm your host, Monaco. And of course, we got Eric here. Yeah, I'm your other co-host. But guys, as always, remember, you got to click subscribe to, you know, be subscribed to the channel. That way you can be notified every single time we got a new video up. And like always, like we're uh, on all the other uh, podcast la- platforms, too. So like uh, Apple, uh, Google spotify and all that stuff we're on there too so check us out um and if you guys like today's guest give this video a thumbs up and comment down below what your thoughts are but i guys appreciate you guys joining us for another episode yeah so the guest we have today it's a, he's, he's a great guest special guest because like me and eric fitness has been huge in our lives we're not we're not all, completely all, jacked all like this doesn't guy seem like it. but uh it's been a big changer for us so logan welcome welcome to the podcast thank you glad to be here man so yeah, um, yeah. Fitness is fitness is it. I mean, you guys, you guys are looking pretty good. I mean, you're getting, you're getting, I've, be, better getting there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you would have seen me like fucking two years ago, you, <laughs> completely different fucking person. Good, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know if you knew like Eric before. Like, so how, how much did he get up to, Eric? Three twenty. Got <laughs> <laughs> yeah. up to three twenty. Now I'm sitting around uh, like just under two fifty. Two fifty. I mean, down seventy pounds. How like, tall are you? Six two. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Dude, good just, for you, man. Yeah, and it was just like the whole like college experience, just like new environment, new fucking people, new situations. So I was like, just ballooned up, and then I was like, fuck, three twenty, gotta fucking change some shit. Once I stepped on this canvas, saw three twenty. I was like, nah, gotta fucking change something. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get up to two thirty right now. It's hard. I'll sell you some yep. pounds. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get down get, to give yeah. me some. Yeah, yeah, but you're trying to get a muscle. I'm guessing. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you have to have fat to build muscle. Though. Yeah. I mean, that's just how it works. Actually, I've never even bulked in my life before, um, and this is the first year that I'm doing it. And as I'm reading, it's like you have to. I never knew this, but you have to build for every pound of muscle you build as you're bulking. You have to build at least two or three pounds of fat. Okay. You know, so it's like a two to one ratio, a three to one ratio. So it's like you have to pack on that fat. And I'm the guy that's always been like shredded, you know. So it's like. It's really hard for me to wake up in the morning and look and like, oh man, I'm losing my abs, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's pretty yeah. hard, but I mean, I'm trying, cause I want to do another competition and they said my lats weren't big enough, my legs weren't big enough. So I'm like, oh. How, how was your recent competition? How'd you do? Dude, I did good. I uh, placed third and fourth out of like 400 people, so. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, I didn't, I didn't, pl- I didn't, <clears throat> you have to get first and second to qualify for nationals. So I was right there. Right on the doorstep. Yeah. But I came in, uh, I was natural, actually, for this show. Um, we'll get to it, but I had my heart attack, right? So after since then, I haven't really touched gear. Uh, I did uh, some SARMs for this show, which my doctor put me on, um, which I tried out. And I don't even know if that really worked because I was grinding my ass off the entire time. Uh, you know, But uh, I did it natural. So I was stepping on shows on that stage with like on an unnatural show. And I was like, fuck, I'm going to be stepping up on a stage with all these dudes on gear and yeah there's a bunch of big dudes there but i came in definitely like top three for like the most shredded like being the most shredded like uh um what is it yeah just being the most lean like out of all the people so 
give me a little bit. A little bit? Yeah, a little bit. But before we dive in, into all that, uh, I mean, tell us a little bit about your your childhood, your upbringings, how that was, like, in your household and stuff like that. Because you have a really interesting story, and I, like, I don't, I don't want to just, like, skim over it, like, yeah. all so, that other stuff. Yeah, so a lot of people want to hear how I ended up, like, where, why I'm here is because of my heart attack and my drug addiction. Like I said, to start from childhood, like you brought up, um, that's kind of just a good way to put it. Because I, I had, a, I had a, a therapist meeting, and I really didn't put all two and two together until I had this therapist meeting. But How long was that ago that you did the therapy? Uh, about a year ago. Um, okay. I went to a therapist and really like sat down and talked with her, and it just like opened up my mind. I was like, oh, that makes sense. Um, just to clarify, like my parents are great parents. They're, they're, they're awesome parents. Nothing's wrong. They're really good parents now. I mean, they could change some things, but... You know, everybody's just human. But uh, when I was younger, uh, I'm a mistake baby, of course, right? So just like at a bar, hookup. Dad really didn't like my mother. It was just just a hookup. So that that right there off the bat just set it off, you know, probably not going to be a good childhood. Um, They lasted for about six years uh, after, or about three, yeah, about six years because they had my sister and she was three when they left. I was six when, when when they divorced. Um, my mother ended up being a drug addict, um, dating a bunch of abusive men. And uh, my dad, on the other hand, was like too busy working his ass off like 50, 60 hours a week, you know, never seeing him. So I grew up with my mother for the most part. Um, tons of leniency, you know, if you're, if you're uh, you know, being raised by a drug addict, you never see your parent. And then with her abusive boyfriends, you know, like just beating the shit out of me. Um, so that kind of went on for a while. Uh, my dad started pulling his head out of his ass, started like, you know, uh, getting a little bit more time. I've been seeing him like every other weekend at this, at this point, probably around like a nine, no matter what, 12 or 13 years old, uh, to where I started actually understanding what's going on. Uh, he started helping me work for him, of course, like he's just all about work, work, work. So I, you know, I'd see him on the summers and work for him at like 12 or 13 years old. We'd have a bunch of talks. And one day he was just like, you know, I want you to go home and uh, check your mother's dresser and see if there's like a glass, you know, if there's glass on there and see what you see. Just tell me what you see. So I did, you know, not really knowing what I'm, what I'm looking for, but I told him and I was like, yeah, there's white specks of dust, you know, on a glass thing on her dresser. And then he called the cops, you know, and brought him over there and had me taken away at the age of 13 uh, because of drugs, drug use. Um, it was kind of my choice to leave at that time. It broke my mother's heart. I think that kind of like, put it in perspective like she needs to straighten her act together uh not right then and there because she still was kind of messing up as I left for a couple of years um but that brings me on to like living with my father uh going into their 13 oh real quick before you said it was like a choice leave so did they like give you a choice if you, you yeah because you're, you're probably like, for the most out. part yeah yeah they gave me like a choice because there wasn't like it wasn't like the cops came in and raided the house you know it was like the cops came to the door and was like hey uh, we wanted, we heard some things and we want to see if your son needs to come with us or not, you know, like, this is just like, you know, it's just a checkup, you know, but my dad was standing there. So like, I, of course I left, I like, you know, 13 year old brain, you're not, you're not really thinking. You're just like, okay, let's just go, whatever. And uh, mm-hmm. my dad was like kind of being my best friend at the time. I never really saw him or grew up with him. So I was like, Oh, I want to get to know my father. Um, but so yeah, like that goes into like, Leaving, leaving my mother and living with my father, you go from this drug addict life of never seeing your parent, getting abused, and like having to fend for yourself and having all this freedom, like tons of freedom as a kid. And then going to live with my father and this guy is like, you're gonna sit down and you're gonna write 
for like a spelling bee, you know, it's like you're going to write each word a thousand times until you get it right and you're going to pass every grade 100%. And it worked. And like, you never let me have my friends, my freedom. Like every summer, you have your vacation summer from school. Uh, he'd uh, shut it off, you know, like he'd be like, you're not going out with friends. You're going to sit here and work. You're going to earn your shit. You're going to buy your clothes. You're going to buy your car. You're going to earn everything you get, you know, earn, earn, earn. That's kind of how he was raised. So he's going to raise me the same way. So to go from one extreme to the other was like just complete opposite. Yeah. It was just like a lot, you know, it's like leniency straight, you know? And, uh, well, after a while, you know, I guess it was just too much. I was like asking for begging for like the last two weeks as a childhood to go hang out with my friends on the summer breaks. Um, but so like, I, that was, that was a really big stressor on me. And so when, uh, so when like 17 hit in high school, 16, 17, you know, I was like, you know, fuck you dad, I'm, I'm done working for you every summer. I'm done like having to get the good grades. Cause I was a 4.0 GPA student, you know, for a couple of years there with him. I hit high school. I was living with him like, you know, freshman year of high school and uh, start my grades started to slip because I came into high school. I'm like, you know, I was one of the cooler guys in my grade. You know, I started hanging out with like the upperclassmen and whatnot. And, you know, I was like going to parties, grades started slipping. I went from a 4.0 GPA student to, you know, like a 2.7, you know, started, grades started slipping. He started getting more, you know, strict on me, getting on my ass. So I was like, you know, I'm going to go back to my mother. At this time, my mother met a new dude um, that was actually really good for her, strained her, strained her up a lot. She's no longer a drug addict at this point, uh, getting her life together, kind of, you know, religious and um, I move in with her again, but she's still lenient, right? She's uh, she's still lenient on us and still like, do what you want to be, be who you want to be, do what you want to do, you know? So that was awesome of her, but at the same time, like, okay, now I have this freedom. I'm like, fuck, you know, I can do whatever I want, really. I don't, I mean, she still cared about grades and whatnot, yeah, but she's still like, she's not gonna beat me yeah. around, be like, you gotta do it. Um, so. Do you think it's important to like have like for kids to have like kind of like that structure Dude, around them coming up, um, or do you think it, like the freedom is a? Uh, there has to be a happy balance, you know. Like if if they could just put that they're like you know the strictness and the leniency, and they just put it together and meet in the middle, that'd be perfect. That'd be like the perfect amount for a child. I feel like um, because it's just having one extreme to the other is like and hopping back and forth throughout my life was, you know, just messing with my brain a little bit, you know. So. Um, the reason that I'm, I'm like I wanted to start out and talk about this, and because having all this lean, like having all this freedom now, really kind of destroyed me after being so strict. You know what I mean? Um, after after like, when you have this freedom after being so strict, you just kind of go wild. You're like fuck it. You got you, too much, the, you got too much time. You're just like you got the kids the fuck it. You know, like I I didn't live my childhood. I didn't have my summers. I didn't hang out with my friends. I I bought my first car at the age of fifteen. You know, like I worked for a whole summer and like bought cash. My first car at 15, like uh, buying for my paying for my own clothes, you know, like and seeing my buddies around with his moms and shit, just buying them cars, buying them clothes, buying them this. I'm like, you know, going out on the weekends, going to movies, hanging out with friends. I'm like, I don't get that. So as soon as I turned 16, 17, moved out, I was like, no, I can't. So I'm going to and I'm going to go balls to the wall with it. So start partying, uh, started doing drugs, you know, uh, sophomore year rolls around. And I start getting into, well, end of freshman, I start working out, start getting a little healthier. Sophomore year rolls around, and uh, there's a buddy of mine, and he starts doing, he's, he's known for being the bigger dude in the high school. 
and I kind of just like, you know, I started working out too. And I was like, well, I want to be like this dude. I want to be one of the top guys, one of the buff guys in high school. You may know who I'm talking about, Jared. Yeah. But so I'm like, all right, we start hanging out, start lifting together. He introduces um, s- sort of steroids to me, a pill form of like, I don't even know what it was. It was like from something to give cows or some shit, crush it up, put it on your tongue. Well, that was the start of the whole thing. Started doing that, started getting major gains in the in the gym and just got addicted, you know? And I was like, okay, well, he was doing it too. We were both just kind of going toe-to-toe at this point, you know, doing PRs, maxing out, being the biggest guys in the school. Everybody's like, ooh, ah, like, man, muscles. How, how like, I guess, how, how would you put in a metric? Like, how much were you lifting at the time? For people, like, I went to high school with you, I know, but, like, people that don't know. Yeah, that. so. Because it wasn't fucking normal. Um, yeah, no, it was not normal. Okay, so now nowadays, like, it's people are going to listen to this and be like, oh, that's not that much because kids are walking around at 17 years old fucking doing what I did back in the day. Yeah. But this is 11 years ago, yeah. you know? Like, this is different. I remember I remember YouTubing people trying to find somebody like me, and, like, I was no. top 5% of the world for sure at this time, you know, for being 17 years old. But, uh, yeah, so, like, I start, like, let's say, for, I, when I started doing this, my strength started jumping up. Like, you start getting, like, these gains majorly quick. But it wasn't until, like, this buddy of mine started doing actual gear, and he started jumping up quicker. I'm like, how are you doing this, dude? Like, how are you, how are you surpassing me so quick? Because we were going kind of, you know, going toe-to-toe. And he's like, oh, you know, started doing gear, you know, like, actually injections and stuff and testosterone. And I was like, well, maybe I should try it, too. Fucking challenge accepted. Seven, so. 17 years old, dude. Like, you know, you shouldn't start that shit that early. No, not at no, all. No. Uh, no, not at all, dude. Well, I started it, and yeah, just to give like so people the clarification, uh, I'm my max bench at 17 was 405 twice. You know, like I couldn't touch that now. I couldn't even come close to that now. Uh, and I'm and I'm in more shape than I was then. It's just like I was just kind of bigger and just mean, you know. And you're, you're young and ruthless and no injuries, just kind of going at it. So like the thousand pound club was easy, easy set for me. You know, I was able to lift whatever, on the regular, on the, on the regular. Yeah. At 17 years old, you know, like I remember, yeah, like I said, YouTubing people, I'm like, all right, four or five twice, like at 17 years old, can you find it? Nothing on YouTube at the time. Nothing. I mean, you, you can find it like crazy now because people are just arms in the world. There's all sorts of different stuff, more knowledge. But that time, like I was a fucking genetic freak, you know, yeah. like that's, that's crazy. Playing football, just running over kids, you know, setting, setting, PRs in the school and everything like everybody's like damn like this is crazy Jared and Logan just yeah. you know coming at it you know it's it's like unreal it's stupid um the reason I say well like so so I get into those I get in that gear um and that kind of just changes my life too I, I start drifting away from everybody and I just I like I stop doing sports I'm like all right let's just go lifting and you know what's, what's funny is my dream career was to become an online influencer like I was like I want to be these fitness dudes on Instagram, you know, like that's what I want in life. So that's what I shot for. Unfortunate enough, after I graduate, having all this freedom and being a partier, you know, as I'm doing this gear, I'm doing all the drugs, you know, like cocaine, ecstasy, Molly, anything you think of in high school, like whatever they brought to the party, I'm, I'm doing it. You put a bowl of pills on the on the table, like I'm doing that, like whatever, you know, I'm, I'm like, everybody liked me because I'm the rager, I'm like the life of the party. I come here and I'm like, Fuck it, let's do this, you know? Gotta live up to the fucking hype. Yeah, live up to the hype, you know? Everybody had this expectation of me, so I was always wanting to be that person too, you know? Like, I I had this expectation of myself thinking that people had this expectation of me. And uh, so I got out of high school, and I started dating this woman. uh, And she's a... 
Not at the time. She wasn't a stripper at the time. She kind of like kind of became a stripper as I was dating her. We dated for a couple of years and uh, I was like in love with this woman. Like in love. Okay, so the reason, let me, let me rewind it back. The reason why I fell in love with this woman is because the reason why I said you shouldn't do steroids at the age of 17 is because I got a bad batch and wasn't doing blood work and my dick stopped working for a year and a half at the age of like 19, 18, 19 or something like that. I don't know, a year and a half, dude. Like, a year and a half. Did you ever go get checked out, like, after, the, like, what the oh, fuck? Oh, hell going no, on? dude. <laughs> like, I'm going to get in trouble for using I was just, I was just a dumb kid, you know? I was just, like, I would just be pissed, like, punching my dick when I was, like, trying to get into it. Like, hot and heavy with a woman, you know? I was just like, you know, let's fucking work. And that was stressful, dude. Like, that scarred me. I started growing bitch tits. My acne on my arms were growing, like, coming out really bad. My dick didn't work. I was like, so, like, that fucked me up. And how, how long did that span go? Like, a year and a half, dude. And, and, you, were half. and you were still doing them? Or, oh, you, no. or did he stop? Um, no, I, I, probably was, I was probably still doing them. I kind of, throughout my life, I've been off and on. I don't, I can't really remember. So there'd be, like, spurts where I'd jump up and I'd do it for three or four months and then I'd stop for, like, three or four or six months. Okay. Right? And then I'd get back up and I'd do it off. Right? And there'd be times where, like, you know, I thought I was too big and I want to be skinny again. I want to be skater boy. When I thought I was too big, I want to be skinny again. Like, so I kind of just went like this. I would be a lot bigger right now if I just kept going like this. But I kept on, like, gain 30 pounds, lose 30 pounds. Gain 30 pounds, lose 30 pounds, which okay. is super unhealthy for your body, too. Um, how, how easy how easy or hard is it to get geared as, like, a young kid? Back in the day, um, I'm sure it's, I don't know, I'm sure it's easier now, in my, in my opinion. But, I mean... I was getting it from, you know, a kid from the high school. Somebody actually in our hometown uh, was, was dealing it a little bit. Uh, and then when that stopped providing it to me and I stopped getting it, I was like, shit, freaked out, right? Because I'm, like, addicted to this stuff. And I ended up messaging, like, 30 bodybuilder dudes on Instagram once. And 28, of, like, let's say 20 of them uh, told me to fuck off and they don't know what I'm talking about, you know? And the other eight of them told me or didn't even respond and then, or nine of them. And then there's this one dude was like, you know, call me, I'll hook you up. I'm like, all right, dude. Like, well, especially back then, because that was like, so like, big no-no topic back then. Oh, I yeah, feel like definitely. now it's like everybody's like more understandable. Dude, like, everybody. If they use it right, that's actually what, getting checked up and stuff. Is, is, that's the thing, though, is like, people are still using it right. Like, you see all these kids on, on social media now, and they're blowing the fuck up for it, because they're bragging about trend, trend this, trend that, you know, like, do, like, we're just, I don't know, they're just blowing up on this, on this stuff, and I, and you don't see it, they kind of hide it, but people are still having heart attacks, people are still dying, you know, of this stuff. Um, but, because like you were saying, like when the, when you're younger and you're doing it, like you were saying, you, you looked good, but were, were you good? Like physically, like, like in shape, like could yeah. you like go like, like cardio wise, could you go fucking yeah, when running? I was could younger, you do, or when you, I was, were you good? Yeah, when I was younger, like everything was fine. The only thing that really stressed me out was like I told you, like my, my libido was shot, my sex drive was shot, I started growing bitch tits, um, and I started getting a little bit of acne. And that, that right there alone, like that wasn't, I, I could still run miles, I still felt good. Um, well, that's a fucking lie. Uh, I remember actually looking back, I would have, I'd be at a party and I'd just start breaking out in sweats, like really big sweats and like feeling sick and nauseated. And Was it maybe because of the fucking molly and shit? Or probably, probably, oh yeah, all the drugs I'm just mixing <laughs> in, plus the steroids, you know? Yeah. Like I was like, well, and, and then back in the day, dude, this was my motto for the longest time. I was like, it doesn't matter how it look, or it doesn't matter how it works, it just matters how it looks. I smoke cigarettes. People be like, "Oh, dude, why are you eating so clean, doing gear?" Uh, if if you're like popping drugs and smoking cigarettes all the time, that's what I'd say. Because it doesn't matter how it works, it just matters how it looks. You know, like. 
dude, did that That's catch fucking up? <laughs> did that catch up to me, man? Like, um, but yeah, like that. That's stressful, you know. Like I, I, was, I was scarred for four years, three years, or whatever after my my dick didn't work for that long, and that's what brings me back to this stripper, right? Um, that's why I fell in love with this woman because finally. Like she got me hard. I was getting off. I was like, yeah. "What?" After a year and a half, like somebody's able to get me hard and she going got, again. She you thought she was magic. the one, right? There. She was the fucking magic, yeah. dude. I was like, "Hell yeah!" Like, okay, so yeah, I, I was like wrapped around her finger. Um, crazy woman, but great sex, right? So, uh, how old were you at that time? You said probably like twenty. You know, okay. twenty, twenty-one, maybe, maybe even, maybe even a little later, maybe twenty-two, somewhere around there. Okay. Uh, no, like 21. I was probably like 2021. 20, um, what brings me into this, this uh, winding back, talking about this, this girl that I was in love with, um, I had a buddy. I was, I was stupid. Like I said, I was big into drugs. She was kind of big into drugs, too. I, uh, like cocaine was kind of big in our town, right? Like cocaine was huge. I didn't know anybody that didn't do it. Like, so I got addicted to this stuff. Um, I'm like a definitely an upper addiction guy. And one day i was hanging out with one of my really really good buddies and her and we were just doing blow one night and uh we ran out and i was the one to make the joke like we were trying to look for it look for it couldn't find it i was the one to make the joke and was like fuck it let's just do meth yeah. you know just joking around uh -huh. like i've never touched the stuff i was just fucking fucking around i was like fuck it and then they serious my buddy was like all right like i just did some this morning i was like what? Like I hung out, I hung out with this dude like daily, you know. Yeah. I'm just like, wait, what? Like, what? What are you talking about? Like, I was just and, fucking kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was just fucking. And then, and then my girl, my girl was like, yeah, I just did some last week. Right there, I'm like, <sighs> what the fuck? Yeah, I'm like, what I, I'm with, living in. Yeah, I'm like, I'm with these people every fucking day, and I'm like, I didn't notice this. I was like, okay, if I didn't notice it, then it must not be that bad. Yeah. Right? That's not me that bad. Fuck it then. All right, for real then. All right, let's go get something then. Fuck it. Yeah. Um, so we did. And that was the start of that, you know? Uh, I remember sitting on the floor smoking meth for the first time and loved it, dude. Loved it. I was with, uh, I ended up leaving my buddy and it was just my girl and I. We took off, smoked the rest of it in our, in our room and just talked. Like that first night, I just remember like it was yesterday. We just talked. Like it was just heading it off like you know like you like you do on cocaine like you just talk and talk and talk but like even better you know and i was just like this girl's an angel we're so in love this is perfect second day goes by no sleep mind you i've never i've never been up more than two days you know at this point like cocaine takes you up but you crash hard so that's what, that's what i was going to ask you the difference of cocaine to meth yeah, how do so you feel that like, cocaine's woof. like boom right like woof, like you're you're and good and happy it's like a pre-workout yeah yeah but Meth is like, it's kind of like that, not quite the hit, but like, like a very, like a longer focus. And you don't have that crash. It just stays. It doesn't go away. You know, like cocaine, you have this like up and then down. No, it just goes up and then just floats, you know, for a long ass time. And it's cheap. You know, I was like, I was, at the time I was addicted to cocaine. I was blowing like $100 every few days, you know, and then I'm like, oh, a 20 fucking sack for meth? That lasts me a week? Like, <laughs> What am I doing, dude? Like, I, what am I doing? So this first, what, that brings me out. So that first night, like, so in love. Second day rolls around, no sleep. We're feeling kind of zombified. I'm, I'm definitely feeling zombified. You know, I'm like just out of it. Just, I just feel like crap. Um, but we're still getting by, still have a little bit. And then the third day rolls around. We're hanging out with a group of people. 
and I'm tri- I don't know if I'm tripping at this point, like, but I'm pretty sure I probably was because I've never been up for three days straight. But that girl was sitting right next to me that I was in love with, and I could have sworn she was just talking shit on me to everybody, like right there, telling me that she wants to fuck some other guy in front of me and just just being rude as hell. And I was getting heartbroken. And I was like, who the fuck is this person? Like went from the angel, literally like a god, to a demon. A fucking, yeah. You know, I was just like, what the fuck? To the point where I was like so heartbroken, I started crying in front of these people. I called my mom as I'm high on meth for the first time. And I'm like, come pick me up. And I drive away, hated this shit, hated it. And I was like, you know what? Like, no, fuck that. Like, that, just, that was the worst experience of my life. I've never seen anything like that. Um, but I was so in love with the girl still, you know? And like, she she ended up getting addicted to it. And she kept doing it. And then I was wanting to get back with her after like a couple couple weeks, few weeks. And you know, I was like, well, she doesn't want to be with me because, you know, I had this episode and I'm no longer in the meth and she is. So I'm like, you know what? Let's pick it back up. And I was working two jobs at the point at this time. I was working in a glass company and I was a bartender. So I only had like three, four hours of sleep every day as it was. So I was like, you know what? This will help me. And I started doing it by myself. And then I started picking it up. You know, I started getting like used to it. And so I wouldn't trip out. And I started loving it. Got back with her. Kind of started doing it for her, you know. And uh, just got super addicted to it. And to the point where... Um, it was starting to show to other people, and uh, my, the bar I was working at tried to. They they kind of found out. They didn't know, but they kind of found. They kind of expected, and they tried doing a what is it? What like a group intervention thing? You know what I mean? For me, and when I found out they were doing that, I was like, no, I quit. They didn't even show my face there anymore. You know? Did you feel like because maybe they were just trying to attack you? You're like, fuck these guys. Yeah. Or like, yeah, I thought you know, like, yeah, you know, fuck these guys. They don't need like stay out of my business. You know, you guys aren't doing so well yourselves. I mean, they weren't doing as bad as me, but they weren't. Uh, I'm not going to take advice from people that are working at a bar, you know, so I kind of just said, fuck you, I'm leaving. Um, where are you living at this time? Where is, the, where is this? Um, that's a good question. You know, I don't remember. Uh, I kind of, at this time, I was like couch hopping. Just and going around. Just going around, yeah. Um, but eventually, okay, so I kind of I remember. Uh, I started renting this basement with two other friends of mine that didn't know that I was doing this shit. And, uh, but they were kind of still like, you know, cocaine heads and drug addicts. So they didn't really, they weren't really not like they couldn't tell for the most part. But then I started like, in, as I started getting deeper and deeper into it, like I started bringing sketchy ass people around. I started doing, I started like never sleeping. You'd see me up for six days in a row. Like shit. Damn. Yeah. Like it, it, like it was, it was, there was, it came to a point where I couldn't hide it. And then, these this people I was living with found out, you know, like they could just tell. Um, actually, they asked me for some cocaine, and I didn't have any, so I gave them meth. I uh, didn't tell them it, but uh, they snorted it. I remember I left for two days and came back, and they were so pissed off at me. They were like, what the fuck did you give us? They're like, we haven't slept since you gave it to us. Well, they kind of knew, but they, and they're assuming, but it was right, and pretty much kicked me out of the house. Um, I had a vehicle at this point. Uh, some tweaker took my keys and got arrested, so my vehicle was stranded and got repoed. And I tried, I was trying to work for my dad at the time too, and uh, that didn't work out. I didn't want him finding out, so I kind of quit, you know? Um, so I was kind of like off on my own for a little while. And then the first thing happened, like as I got deeper into it, um, 
long story short, there's this group of group of people, the tweaker people that I never really knew that much. I was like stealing some stuff at the point at this time to support my habit, you know, because I wasn't making any money from the bar or anything anymore. Um, that's how you kind of support your habit in that when you're not making money, you're just stealing shit and, and trading it. So I was, I was pretty good at stealing shit at this point. And one of these tweakers hit me up one day. He's like, hey, I just got out of jail. I noticed you have some things to sell. He's like, my mom's birthday is tomorrow and I want to get some for her. I was like, all right, cool. Well, so I walked over there with all my shit and uh, went to the back room. Like, it was just weird. I walked in this house. There's like family, you know, they're cooking, whatever. I walked to the back room and then all of a sudden, like seven people come out and just put guns in my fucking face. Tell me to strip Holy down to nothing, take everything from me. Like, I've never been in this situation before. Like, So, you, so you go into this fucking place and yeah. it's just a normal house and then yeah. you like cross the door and it's just like yeah, night just and day. go in this back room and like, they're Damn. like, all right, cool. Like the guy was like, yeah, cool, whatever. And then he just pulls out a fucking gun and then seven, like six other people come out, like three more, not everybody had a gun. There's like three guns in my face. And then like seven people in the room, like telling me to fucking strip down, like cussing me out and shit. And I've never had a fucking gun in my face. This is the first time I ever had this happen to me. And I'm like, holy fuck, my heart's beating, you know? But I'm, I'm a bigger, I'm still kind of a bigger guy, you know? Like, everybody, when I started drugs, people are like, who the fuck is this dude? You know, like, I walk into this trap house for the first time, and I'm still on gear, you know, some big white boy. Fucking, yeah. Big <laughs> like, jacked guy everybody's like, who the fuck you know, is like, this? this is a fucking cop, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is a cop. So... At the time, so I'm trying to like hold my own. I'm, I'm st I still intimidate these people, and that's probably why they had three guns on me. But at the time, I even I remember me on drugs, dude. I was fucking ruthless, man. I don't even know who who I was because I had a gun in my face, and I was like, you know, this is fucked up. You know, like I'm still talking shit. Like I'm still pulling out my. I'm still scared. You know, I'm pulling out my shit and like giving everybody and like take, stripping off. But I was like, you know, this is fucked up. You know the situation. I was telling the other guy that knew me. I was like, you know, this is fucked up. And the reason they stole from me. Is because when I was in this trap house, I gave a guy. I was I, as I was making money. I was one of the like the uh, functional addicts, right? Out of this trap house, everybody doesn't have a fucking job. I'm like, I'm the one with the car, with money, all this shit. So I'm like helping people out there. You know, I'm buying yeah. them needles so they're not reusing them, and I'm getting like phones for people and yada yada. Well, I pass out. You, you fall out if you're on drugs for that. If you're staying up for so long, eventually you just you know fall asleep if you're up for days. And there's no waking up until you wake. Like, for like a couple, for because I've heard they crash out for like hours, like good, yeah, long, yeah, like fucking time. Hard, dude. Like to the point where I woke up for that first time and my pockets were emptied. You know, really? like that was the yeah. first time I ever got stolen from me before that. Before somebody held my guns, and I was like, I was like, what the hell, dude? Like nothing. And I was like starting to freak out, and I was telling the people that were living in the house with me, which were my friends at the time. You know, I was like, what the hell? And they're like, oh yeah, what the hell? They're like trying to look for my shit for me. Never found it. Like a couple weeks later. Um, this guy has a gun and he's like getting pissed off at somebody else. So I go into his room and take his gun because I don't want him to like be stupid and use it. Yeah. And, as I, and I knew where he hid it. So as I look, I went to go grab the gun. There's my there's, shit. There's all your shit. There's all my fucking shit. He helped me uh, look for this shit. And he's the one that took it from me, dude. So like, they weren't trying to fucking help you. They're just <sighs> yeah, to I got fucking pissed. You know, like I, that's why I got stay true on my knuckles over a period of time because all these things that happened to me through my drug addiction. And I, like all these people that I thought I was close to, like just fucking me over. And this is just a taste of my own medicine because as I was growing up, I was kind of an asshole to like my dad and stuff. And I was like, ended up stealing from him because I thought he owed me, you know? So I was always stealing shit from my family and friends and stuff. And I thought that was right. So I started getting a taste of my own medicine. But uh, did you, did you feel that? 
but as you're going through it, you don't, you don't, you're not like it's a taste of my own medicine. You're just like fuck everybody. Yeah, guess, fuck right? everybody. Like I was just, yeah, I, yeah. I didn't like now really that think. you re, now that you go back and reflect, you're like it's a taste yeah, of your own medicine. Exactly. But when you're going through, it, you're like fuck. No, this. yeah, just like people are out for me. You yeah. know, um, so that's why that's why they they robbed me. So one of the guys that had the gun to my head was actually that guy that I gave all the shit to, and I stole stole shit. And that's why they robbed me because I robbed them technically. I'm like I took my own shit back after you <laughs> robbed me, and you guys are pissed at me. You know. Um, so I was like really upset about that situation, which pushed me to the edge of being like, dad, I need some help. Um, I'm in a drug addiction and I just got robbed for the first time with guns in my face and it was fucking scary, you know? And he's like, okay, just come to the house. Let's get you out of it. Let's get you back to work. Of course, fucking work. Um, like, all right, so go back to work. I'm how, sober. How difficult was that call though to, to, for you to you tell know, your dad that you It wasn't been. that hard because I never had a gun in my face before. That was fucking, you know, like, I could have died. Like, that's what my thought was. Like, I could have died right there. Like, I don't know what to, like, I know now, looking back, like, all those guys were pussies. They wouldn't have shot me, you know. Um, and how, how big were you at the time? Because did, did he stop working out, kind of, yeah, at that time? Yeah, a little bit, but I was still, still bigger. And, like, even if I wasn't that huge, like, I was still bigger than everybody in that, in that yeah. industry or, that, you know, that, that group of people. So... Um, I was very intimidating up until the last point, uh, but it wasn't hard to make that call. So I, I'm sober with him for a couple of years, um, How, or not a couple of years. I mean, a couple of weeks. Right? I'm sober for him for with a couple of weeks, working for him, and then I'm just like, when you come off the stuff, you're tired and hungry and just dragging ass, dude. Like you feel like death. So I'm like, I can't work like this and continue my life without it. So I started picking it back up again. Um, very little and it was helping me work well I started mate I dated another girl that was into it started hanging out with uh, with the, with this girl and I was telling and some other people too like as, as I was starting to get back into it I blamed this girl as like I'm just dating her so like I was I'd leave at night for my father's house and be gone the entire night and show back up in the work in the morning for work I'd be like oh no I was just at the girl's house you know uh, sleeping around but I was actually out smoking dope and stealing shit all night um, so I ended up like working for him for a few weeks uh, stealing stuff on the on the job sites still being high running equipment and uh, he eventually caught me he, he, he caught on you know like I would be talking so fast in some areas I'm like it's like eventually you can't hide it you know I'm a very, I was a really good drug addict but that stuff catches up to you dude like you, you just can't hide it um, so he ended up finding a dope pipe in my bag and some stuff that I stole, and he fired me on the spot, drove me back to the house, which we were, like, two hours away. He, <laughs> he stopped. And he, this guy, like, worked his life. So for him to stop in the middle of the day and be like, no, you're, we're driving you back to the, the house or whatever was, like, a big deal. He's like, he's trying to drive me straight to the uh, to a place to get drug tested. But I was like, nah, you know, you already know. Because I was trying to blame, though, I was trying to blame the pipe on somebody else. I was just holding it for him, which is stupid. So he, one of the mistakes there is that he fired me and let me go and pretty much told me to go fuck myself. Uh, at this point, I was also stealing checks from him, um, business checks, and writing them out to myself, uh, signing checks off to myself. Because I was like, this guy owes me more money. I'm like, I'm working all my ass. Like this, and he did. Like, honestly, even me looking back now, sober, that guy did like my dad did screw me over for how much I worked for him I wasn't getting shit out of it so in a way like yes he did owe me but it's still wrong to steal from him right um do you think it's kind of like because we had the conversation the other day like uh when you're working in a family business because my, my parents have business all the time mm -hmm. like technically they're just like 
they, they don't really pay you, but then they're just like, we got a place to live, you got a, you got a car, you got a vehicle, you got pretty much everything. So that's, I guess, you know. That's how they pay you. That's kind of how they pay you. Well, so, so is it kind of like. Hear me out there. No, hear me out here. My dad, when I started, back in the day when I started, when he moved in this new house of his, he told me, he's like, oh yeah, my mortgage is only $500 a month. A couple of years later, I move into his basement to rent it out while I'm like 18. Guess how much that dude charges me for mortgage? Fucking 500 500 bucks. fucking dollars, dude. <laughs> $500, like, for rent. I'm like, like that's the type of dude, like, he's just sting, like stingy, dude. Stingy like, as fuck. Stingy, like, I don't know. Like, took advantage of having a son for sure. Um, if he heard this, he'd be like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's, 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 I mean, it's, it's just true, though. So, like, I always just felt like I was owed something from him. Um, but anyways, he, he fires me and that's one, that's one of the biggest things. Like now I have no, no job, you know, like I'm not making any money. I'm in this drug addiction. Like I have no vehicle cause it's getting repoed and you know, life is just shit. So what do I do? I hop into drugs deeper and what my mentality dude, ever since high school, like I want to be the best at whatever I'm doing. You know, so one night we went out stealing shit with a group of tweakers and I came back with like a little handful of stuff and they like maybe like $200 worth of things. And then people are coming back with like thousands of dollars worth of things. I'm like, fuck, I feel like a little bitch right now. I'm like, I was scared stealing these things. So what do I do? I'm like, fuck it. Let's Challenge become the accepted. best. Yeah, yeah. Let's become the best. So I started just robbing every night. I just, this small town that we were in, I, I probably, so I, only, I was only in the, this drug addiction, major drug addiction for like majorly for three months, three or four months. And I probably robbed this entire town like three times. Like I would be really? up every night from sundown to sunrise, hopping in cars and buildings, whatever it may be, stealing shit. Um, so mind you like i'm not a i'm not a fan i'm not a, i'm not a crowd favorite in these groups like you have these little clicks when you're in a meth right there's like this click hates this click and this click hates this click there's yeah. like little groups and they all have like kind of res- resentment towards each other but they're still all connected and uh so like this group that i got robbed by obviously i'm not going to be a part of them anymore so i left them i went to this group and uh i ended up stealing from this group and they found out and um, kicked me out of it pretty much threatened to threatened to kill me if they saw me around again so I went to a different group because I actually did steal from them and then this different group that I was hanging out with uh, I, was, I was at this point like I was tired of getting robbed at all these trap houses so I got so deep into it that I was able to afford like living in motels every day um, living in motels every day for this with this drug addiction like with all this stuff I was stealing because I was tired of getting robbed so I had my own little motel my own little safe space well this actual other group that I was actually hanging out with at this point the third group by this point um, one of the one of the big guys everybody's like don't fuck with this guy like this guy will kill you like he's one of the meanest meth addicts around the town it's like all right but we actually hit it off and one night he's like dude I need a place to stay I'm like all right dude come on in you know you can stay with me he comes over I have all my stolen shit on the bed a bunch of stolen shit and I was just like I mean go do my thing and were they like I mean just to put perspective in is it were they like tools or like money where you were getting tools, or just everything? phones electronics whatever uh, fucking birth certificates marriage license mail like everything everything anything you could fucking think of dude really I okay. tried taking just as a trade you know like whatever I thought was kind of valuable I took you know um so 
this point, like this guy comes over, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go do my thing. I'm going to go rob tonight. I'll be back in a few hours. Come back. All my shit's gone. Everything's gone. I'm just like, God damn it. I'm pissed, dude. I'm fucking pissed living. I'm like, third fucking group. They just fucking robbed me. You just like this motherfucker in with you. and then I'm like trying to figure it out. Well, like a couple hours later, the dude, like I get a knock on the door. I look through the peephole and it's that dude. I'm like, oh, hell no. I open it up. Two people come around, boom, like just start beating my ass, dude. And like, I have this ax of mine sitting by the door and uh, they start like, I just start getting jumped. And then they start throwing out like, like uh, mail or like birth certificates or whatever it may be of like family members of theirs. And at this point, like I didn't really, I didn't steal from their family, like purposely. But at this point I was so far into it that I'm telling you, I've robbed the entire town three times. You know, I'm like, I've been in so many parking lots, you know, and just taken, like, I've hopped in thousands of cars by this point. I'm like, more than likely, I probably ran in, like, this is a small town. I yeah. probably stole something from your family. I, I probably stole something from, you know, probably maybe here, you know, like. My tablet, more, I'm missing my know, tablet. More than likely, dude, <laughs> more than likely. Uh, so, like, they're beating my ass and threatening me. And, well, the second, they're kind of, this this second group that I ran away from, they're kind of tied into together, the second and third group. And they knew that this second guy that I stole from, they're like, this guy has a hit out for you. He wants to fucking kill you. So we're going to have, we're going to hold you here and bring him over here. And dude, I'm sitting there in the bathroom and blood just pouring out my face. And I look in the mirror and I'm like, I'm going to fucking die today. And I was like, if I don't do something, I'm like, I'm going to fucking die today. So I go out there and they're like, let's ax this fool. Like one of the girls, one of the women there, like, let's ax, let's ax. Or the guy was like, let's ax this fool. The guy that's like, don't fuck with this guy. Yeah. And one of the girls is like, okay, grabs it. And he's like, no, 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 I'm just playing. Wait till, wait till this dude gets here. Wait till this dude gets here. So I'm like, fuck. So I walk out there and I just kick that big dude in the stomach. Boom, fucking run out the door. Hide, fall, fall out. Um, and at this point, as I fell, as, I, as all this is happening, there's this one other girl. Um, I can't, I don't, I don't really want to say her name, but. There's this one other girl and she's kind of young. She's 18, dude. Uh, and everybody, her and I were kind of like, we had some similarities because everybody thought she was a drug or a cop and everybody thought I was a cop and all these clicks. Like there's always this like this tension because we were different. Yeah. You know, she had like this family, she's cleaner. And then she's always, this girl always came around with tons of meth, different kinds of meth, had always money, had a car, always had, you know, it was like weird. Yeah, connection. Yeah, yeah it's like, why Why is this 18-year-old girl coming around with all this shit all the time? How, and they thought it's because she was a cop. Well, come to find out. Like, I don't know how, I don't know how, like, true all this is. Like, or, like, it just put two, you just put all the, all these, all this info together and you take out what, what you want, okay? But this girl is messing with this dude and she's, she's selling it for him, right? Uh, this guy and this girl really likes me like super likes me at this point after all these groups of people hate me It's just me and this girl that are talking just her and I like that's my girl Like mm-hmm. that's that's who's hooking me up. That's who I'm hanging out with at the point at this point on a regular basis And it's her and I well this dude she's she's messing around with this dude I don't know if they're fucking whatever probably like a big dog in there a big dog like a big dog dude okay. like giving her shit like she's selling it for him and she's like messing around with him this guy finds out that she's like fucking around with me. Like I'm having sex with this woman and like hanging out with her for free dope. I'm s- and at this point, like I'm stealing some dope from her. Like she has so much, I'm stealing it from her and stuff. Um, but I get a re- that night. I that night I get jumped. Uh, I couldn't get a hold of her for like two days, dude. Uh, I got jumped. I ended up robbing one more vehicle at this point. A handful of cash and cards. I walk over to the Walgreens. I buy myself a phone. I'm all alone at this point. At this point, nobody's talking to me in the meth, 
the meth industry. And I'm a full-blown addict. Like, fuck, dude, what am I going to do? The one woman that is hooking me up won't answer me now. And uh, so, like, I've, I've stolen some cars and shit at this point. But so this night, I'm like, okay, I got my tattoos. Stay true. Right? So you already had those on? I got, they're fresh. They were, okay. like, fresh at this point because I got robbed three fucking times. Yeah. You know? And I was like... Stay true. And then at this point, too, I am realizing, I honestly am realizing that it is kind of a taste of my own medicine. So, like, stay true to myself, stay true with my family, stay true, like, people always stay true to me, you know, stuff like that. So, stay true was a big thing for me. These were fresh. And when I got these done, I noticed the guy that was doing my tattoos had a gun in his, uh, like, a pistol in his, in his, like, his tattoo box. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, okay. So, after I got robbed, my mindset went to, let's go get this fucking gun and let's go get my fucking shit back. So, uh, as I'm walking over to, I have this motel and I'm walking over to this tattoo shop. I go shut off the power to this tattoo shop so I can like break in later at night. And uh, as I'm passing by, I see, uh, I see this nice car and I rob this car and there's keys in the car. And I'm like, all right, cool. And I just stash the keys, you know, in this bush or whatever. As I'm walking back like 12 o'clock at night or 10 o'clock at night, I see people with flashlights looking around in their car for the keys. I'm like, all right, cool. They don't have a spare. I'm gonna take this later. One o'clock rolls around. I'm like falling. I don't have any meth. I don't have any drugs. I'm falling out at this point, trying to get a hold of my my girl, still not answering me. And I was like, one one o'clock rolls around. Like I'm dropping my phone at this point. Like you know, I'm like, okay, so yeah, I'm like, this is time to go. So I go over there. I steal this car. I'm headed over to the over to the tattoo shop. And as I'm headed over there, I kind of see somebody following me. I just kind of get this feeling like somebody's behind me. And I'm like, okay, so I turn. They turn. I turn, they turn, I'm like, fuck. So I start hauling ass, dude. I'm like, like flying through the town, uh, (laughs) hauling ass. And I pull it into the side. I remember shut off the keys in the car and everything, all the lights, and I dunk down. And all of a sudden you see cop, 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 like parking. I'm like, shit, 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 shit. Yeah, I'm like, fuck, fuck, fuck. So what do I do? I jump out the car and I start running, dude. I run, I'm like, I'm falling, I'm like ripping my jeans on like on, on a fence and like running out of my shoes and shit. I've, one of my shoes came off. I, like I stumbled, like I was jumping fences. I stumbled into somebody's like backyard in their, sh- in their shed. And uh, they had dog, you can hear them. They had dogs and shit. So I'm like, I'm taking out, like I have a bunch of stolen shit in my wallet, like IDs and stuff. So I'm like, I'm taking everything that I have out of my pocket and shoving, they had this like pile of two by fours, I'm, like shoving it up in these like two by fours and stuff, everything I can. And I hear the dog. So I'm like trying to get my scent off of me, but like throwing dirt on me and stuff. and. And they come in and they're like, oh, his shoe's here. He should be around here somewhere. And remind, mind you, remember, I'm tired at this point. Like, I'm falling out. So I'm, like, shoving myself up in this, this, this wood. And they come in. They fucking come in. And then I, I swear to God, I feel, I hear the dog smelling my ass. Like, and I'm like, shit, 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 shit. Like, I'm just came quiet, though. And I'm, like, real tucked up. I'm pretty skinny at this point, too. Um, I got down to, like, 178 pounds or something like that oh, from, two, from 200. Damn. Yeah, like you're able to tell. Like I had pics of my face. Like I started, being, I started looking like a tweaker at this point. But, kid you not, they're like, he's not here. Let's go. Shit. I'm like, no fucking shit, dude. I just got away with this. So they leave, and I can hear him still searching around. And I'm so tired that I fall asleep, dude. Fall asleep. In the fucking shed. In the shed, dude. And the the neighbor's dog keeps barking, so she complained to the cops that she thinks that there's somebody, like there's something back there, and they come and find me. Oh, they, so they found <laughs> they you. They found me, oh, dude. Okay. And I was falling asleep, and they found me, and I was like, all right, you know, I played it cool, like laughing. One of the cops, like, kind of recognized me, well, kind of, because she's like, damn, you look like shit. Um, well, I go to jail, 
they have nine felonies on me on record nine felonies and um, my parents you know it was two weeks since I heard from anybody like I was like damn nobody loves me anymore like my family's were you, were you still kind of like in contact with your family at this no, point no dude that's no. what I mean like no not at all for two for two weeks in jail like not a I mean like before person. that like while oh, you were yeah. still using no no I was I stole from my family so much and shit like my stepdad was like he showed up on the doorstep I'm gonna shoot him you know and my dad was like same thing pretty much like they nobody wanted anything to do with me the only person I really talked to kind of was my grandmother and she was and my sister I don't even remember talking to my sister but my sister was like yeah we'd keep in contact the entire time that's how we knew where you were when you were sometimes and I was like what <laughs> like, damn <laughs> I was keeping in contact with you uh, but um, yeah but nobody really really contacted me and then I got a visitor after like three weeks and it ended up being my mother broke down or whatever and uh, she ended up telling the judge you know I had actually a lot of people back me up people from high school um, what did they charge you for Nine felonies. What, what Nine felonies. Them? So uh, let's. I, I'll try. Re, I'll try listening off of a lot of them. But like grand theft auto, breaking and entry, burglary, uh, forgery. Um, all your drugs, shit pretty much just caught like up to every, you like right all then. of it. Yeah, dude. Okay. Like a bunch of bunch of bunch of burglary, bunch of fucking okay. bunch of stuff with robbing. Yeah. Um, but there's there's like teachers or like coaches from high school and you know and my mother and other people writing letters to the judge saying how good of a kid I was and how good and you know like how I'm just messed up and they actually took that into consideration like for the first time like it's very rare somebody comes in with nine felonies and they're like Logan uh, we heard such and such how you're a great kid this is your first offense technically I mean I've been in trouble a few times but not like this you know and they're like we're gonna give you a plea deal they're like you're gonna get off, no felonies. Then you're not gonna have. They're not gonna have a single felony. They're like you're, as long as you complete probation successfully and and your rehab successfully. You do that, you stay on a clear path, no felonies. I took that. I was like, that's a Damn. sign from fucking God. You know, yeah. I'm like, okay. This is my second chance. I How go, old are you? Twenty three. Okay. Uh, 20, 20, 22, somewhere around there. Early twenties. Okay. Really early twenties. Um. So I'm like, this is my second chance. You know, I go to rehab up in Denver right away. Uh, right away, I go up to rehab in Denver. And two weeks later, as I'm in rehab, uh, the police department from my hometown calls and takes me back out of rehab. That's like something that you never hear of. Like somebody's already in rehab, you don't take them out. They're like, it has to be serious for them to take you out of rehab for something. Cause they'll usually just wait pull you up and they're like to pull you back into the police station afterwards well they're like no this is something that has to do now and they're like we can only hold your spot for four days in this rehab they're like they have to have you there and have you back it's like all right so it's a pretty serious deal they all told me it's serious i go there i sit in this investigation room and they try pinning a double homicide on me really yeah damn. you know who it was the girl i was hanging out with and the dude that she was messing around with damn and you know how they got brutally murdered dude Head cut off, arms cut off, tits cut off. That's the girl just yeah. decapitated, limbs cut off, and tits Damn. cut off and everything. And then what the dude the that she was with was stabbed 37 times, dude. 37 times. What? So who do, who do you think does that? Cartel? So I don't know, somebody like that? I don't know, somebody fucking head on show. Like yeah. with a lot it's of not drugs. A higher it's up. not a it's small. A lot higher if there were the ones selling it, then it it's has not someone higher up. Just yeah. one person and this, and this involved is, with some shit And think shit about like this. That. This is around the time where they found a trailer around here full, 
full of fucking dope, full. So like that's that's some big time shit. So I don't know who they're messing around with. I never met anybody, but I just knew that they were they were in some deep shit. She would never really tell me what was going on. But there was messages between her and I talking about him, man, talking about guns, talking about how she's gonna be messing with some big time people. She'd always say big time people. She always just was like, you know, hinting off that she's like in a serious, serious fucking shit. But I never, I was like, fuck, I'm a crazy motherfucker, dude. Like, I don't care, like whatever. Uh, To the point where like, I actually had somebody, I was so crazy, I had somebody from Mexico that knew some chop shops because I had three cars out in the middle of fucking nowhere right now. And I was like, how, what do I do with them? You know, I was like, I can't sell them chop shop. Um, so this one guy from Mexico had this chop shop and we were talking just him and I in this room. I thought we had a good conversation. He ended up leaving and the group walks in, walks in there like, what did you do to the dude? It's like, why? And they're like, he said, you're fucking loco. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I just thought I had a good conversation. So I was like crazy, you know, um, I've had, throughout my drug addiction, I had multiple guns through my face. And there was this actual one dude that I know killed multiple people. He's like, one. he's like, he's, he's a bad dude. I don't even know if he's still around here right now, but he's like, he's the dude here in this hometown that you don't, like, people are like, don't, you don't want to mess with. Like, he's actually killed people. And uh, I've been around some of the shit that he's done. And uh, this guy, he pulled a gun on my face once. Um and cocked it and I was like you're a fucking fool he's like what the fuck you just say well he didn't cock it yet and I was like you're a fucking fool and that's when he cocked it and put it to my skull I was like fuck you grabbed my shit walked out and everybody's like the only reason you're not dead right now is because you weren't a bitch about it you weren't a pussy like you didn't show any fear now that happens to me I'm not on drugs dude I'd fucking shit myself you know I don't, I don't know who I was on this drugs but anyways they, they tried pinning this double homicide on me and there's all these messages between her and I and they're pinpointing them out to make it look like it was me. And I was like, no, I'll, I'll rat every motherfucker out right now. I was like, I don't care, I'll snitch. It's like, I'm not getting pinned with a double uh-huh. homicide. I'll tell you which tweakers sleep in which room uh-huh. and where they hide all their shit. So I did, I ratted everybody out. Um, so I go back to rehab, they, they end up letting me go. Uh, so how many days were, were you like, so during the, 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 the whole police stuff, they only had I only had four days to get in there and get back, so I had my spot back in the rehab, okay, right? Okay. So it was only like a four day thing. Like okay. I remember, I came back that last day. I had to spend like two nights in, in jail or whatever in the holding holding room, which sucked. Um, but I come back to rehab and just start doing my thing. In this rehab, how they work is you have to go to this warehouse. It's a Salvation Army. You have to go to this warehouse and they have these donations and you have to like go pick up donations and resell them and whatever. Okay. Well, in this warehouse where I was working, uh, like a couple, like two, this, this rehab was supposed to be a three month or four month thing. And uh, no, maybe six month. I don't know. So it was, it was, a, it was quite a few, it was quite a ways away. It was quite, it was quite a long, long rehab. But I think like a couple months in, I was working in there and somebody stole cash from this warehouse and this rehab and on the cameras they see me standing next to the office when they're counting the cash so what do they do they fucking blame me dude yeah and i'm like i didn't do shit like i didn't fucking steal and i really fucking didn't i didn't steal my i'll tell i've I've always been a bad person about ratting myself out i've always never been good at lying like i always i always end up telling the truth i always rat myself out and i was like i would tell you right now if i stole the shit and i didn't steal it i didn't steal that money and they, so for, and they, they were hard. And they're like, no, we know, we know you stole that money. I'm like, I was like, what are you going to do when I get like 
what are you, are you gonna apologize to me when you find out that I didn't steal the money? And they're like, we don't have to do shit. We don't have to apologize for the shit. And I was like, what? And what's funny is that same night, the night that, that the day that money went missing, that night, somebody ran out the back door in the middle of the night. I'm like, you're not gonna pin it on that guy? Like some dude just bails just in the middle off. of the night uh-huh. after the money goes missing? It's a little suspicious. <laughs> exactly, I'm like, why are you guys paying on me? So for a long, for like weeks, three weeks, uh, I was just, this is Salvation Army, so you have to have your bed tucked in, folded, no creases, you have to have organized an organized locker, pristine, right? You have to wake up at a certain time with an alarm, like it's, it's like military shit, right? Um, so every time I get back from this warehouse, bed would be just ripped off everything from my my locker would just be torn out they'd always be on my ass watching me and I was like I'm literally getting attacked here like I'm getting attacked here and uh everybody else knew it and I was like I started to tell my mom and I told my probation officer I was like they're on me because they think that I stole money and they won't let me they're like they're just not letting me be they're like they're they're just attacking me and they're like okay so we they understood my probation officer actually ended up agreeing with me because I got enough people to be like, yeah, he's telling the truth to send me off to a different rehab. Um, so, my, so when you're in rehab, do they have like, it's locked down, like you can't no. escape or how does that, how does actually that? this is, so that, that reminds, pulled me back to it. Uh, you had like an open camp, like you, you, you ended up, uh, you were able to leave, um, for like an hour with a buddy system. Like if, and with you, like you could graduate these tiers, right? And as soon as like you step, like you, eventually you can, you can earn the right to leave for like an hour or two with a buddy. And then eventually after you have, you graduate that tier, then you can leave for an hour or two on your own and then you can come back. Well, and it's just a gate. It's just a gate that's holding you up. Well, okay. my dumbass is like still in this like drug mentality. And these new guys come in, we're kind of like buddy buddies, and uh, we all convince each other to sneak out at night and go get some dope and go to downtown Denver, right? Because we're pretty close to Denver at this point. And uh, we go downtown Denver and score some dope and we get high. We're out there all night, we come back before everybody wakes up in the morning and somebody notices we're gone and rats us out, right? Um, rats us out. So this is another reason why they're kind of on my ass too. Uh, forgot to tell you that that was before before the money stealing or uh, after that, was, money? that was like right that was after so they were already okay. on me and then i i was like you know what fuck it. i started getting this like pissy like fuck you attitude okay. start i decided to do this stupid shit so i go out and then they so that morning i'm still high we're all high there's three of us high as fuck and uh they're like they pulled us to the office and they're like we were told that you guys snuck out into drugs and uh, we're gonna have to drug test you and so us three are sitting there right you're just like this Right yeah. here, just like this. You're sitting there, you're sitting there, I'm sitting here, just like this. And they're sitting in the seats and they're talking to each other and I'm just quiet, thinking to myself, like, man, I fucked up. Um, they're like, they're like, man, they're gonna catch us. They're like debating on whether they're just ditching or not. And like talking, just, I don't remember what they're talking about. I remember they're just debating on leaving or not and they left. And I didn't, I stayed there. And I was kicking myself in the ass, dude. I'm like, nine felonies. Oh, no, okay. As I, when they pulled me back in for that double homicide, uh, there was three more felonies sitting on the desk that they brought to my attention. Seven, 12. Uh, 11, not 10, 11, 11, 11, 11. felonies. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so there's 11 felonies, right? Or whatever. Nine. Oh, wait, wait. Well, I don't know. There's 11 felonies. There's, there's, two two there's, two there's 11. There's I know there's 11. There's 11 felonies. They found two, two more or whatever, three or two more, two or three more. And, uh, they're like, honestly, Logan, as this double homicide, before they sent me back to rehab, they're like, we're sorry to tell you this, but since we found some more, 
11 is just too much. We have to at least pin you with one felony. I was like, well, what the fuck? It's not like I went out and committed more crimes. Yeah. I was like, they're just sitting on a desk and you guys didn't get to it yet. I was like, why? I was like, I took this as a second fucking chance. Yeah. That's why I kind of had this like, this demeanor too that switched. Instead of being like, oh, it's a sign from God. Like it switched back. I'm like, okay, no, the world's an asshole. Yeah. Like you okay. can't fucking do that. I even remember telling the judge, I'm like, I really feel like this is unfair because of the fact that you gave me this plea deal and I took it as a sign and it opened up my mind and changed me. But now you guys are going to pin you know, you guys are going to pin a felony on me now, and that's going like, to ruin my life. Yeah, you're not keeping your part of the deal. That's yeah, felt, yeah, right? like, you guys are ruining my life right now. And, and then the judge straight up told me, he's like, Logan, there's plenty of people that have done it with a felony. It's not going to ruin your life. It's not going to stop you. And I'm like, dude, that's fucked up. Like, whatever. So they, they pin me with a forgery felony, F4. And I go back. So that's why I have this mentality. Um, as I'm sitting there, I'm like... So now I'm, I'm alone. I'm sitting there high still. And I'm like, God damn it. Like, I'm going to prison. Like, for a, a, at least 10 years, I'm going to prison. Like, 11 felonies? Like, shit, dude. It's like over just getting high this one time. And for some reason, dude, someone was, like, telling me just to take the fucking test. I was like, you know what? Might as well just take the test and show that I'm cooperating. You know, at least, at least that'll be better than leaving. So what do I do? I'm like, all right, let's take this test. I come back clean. How? Dude, what? I didn't know How, this. Dude? I did not know this, but meth doesn't come out of your system that way until 24 hours later. It was, I was, this was fresh. I was only like six hours in to smoking meth, six or seven hours in. So oh, it didn't come out yet. If they would have tested me that next day, yeah. I would have been fucked. So do they, so they test you and do they get results like instantly? Yeah. They got, so they, res- they got results like for the next five or 10 minutes or whatever. And they're like, okay. And then they pulled me into a room as my pupils are like this dude in their dark ass room <laughs> talking to me about me being sober, asking me questions about the other guys. And I'm like, yeah, they did. They did do drugs. I was just there to hang out with them or whatever, uh, you know, like holy shit, dude, cooperating. another sign, yeah. another sign. I'm like, damn, somebody's looking out for me, dude. Somebody's looking at me. And then the night I got arrested. Uh, this is a so that's the this this is three signs from like there's somebody that wants me out in this world. So the night I got arrested was the night that the group of people I was hanging out with got brutally murdered. Really? Yeah, dude. That Damn. those were the only people I was hanging out with, and they got murdered because their shit was they're they're coming up short. One of the reasons they were probably coming up short was probably because of me, dude. Like I I take that to heart still. Like I I still go back to this girl's fucking Facebook and like message her every year and be like happy birthday and I'm sorry you're not here you know like it hits me hard because I feel part guilty for this murder um which brings me to this I go to this new rehab after all after that after all that happened I was like I need to go to another one like this is just I need to get away from this crowd I need to get from away from this rehab so my probation officer was like okay um so yes. so would they so would you just say like hey I don't feel good in here and they would transfer you maybe to like another rehab well, place or so yeah what was that because then they were also like searching your shit all the time yeah they were attacking me and I didn't I didn't open up I didn't tell anybody I fucking relapsed in rehab right I was like I kept that in my, my mouth shut like, was just, so I went I still actually had dope from that night on me and as they were as they were transferring me I went all the way over there. it was actually close to my hometown um, went to a different rehab. And it was like a halfway house slash rehab. And uh, as I go in there, you know how you have this little pocket in your jeans yeah. right here? That's mm-hmm. where I had that dope. I had a little bit of dope stashed in there as I'm going, checking into this new rehab. And they have this new person 
that's working at this rehab. And they're like kind of like like shadowing and they're training him or her and they're like, okay, well, you, this is like showing you how they have to check you. And they're, like, and they're like, yeah. And then they're, they're like, check this little pocket. <laughs> and they stuck his finger in there and then pulled it out. He didn't, dude, fucking didn't find it. What? Uh, I know, dude. I'm like, what? I'm like, okay. So I go in this rehab. I know some of these people in the rehab because it's closer to the hometown, which is not good. And I end up doing a little bit of dope and then selling it or giving it away to the other guy just to be the cool guy in this new place. Um, anyways, long story short, that's the last time I ever did the dope. Uh, I never, I haven't done it after that. So the last time you did dope was in rehab yeah on that that's yeah. fucking crazy yeah so this rehab though like it worked like it was like a three-month rehab so i went i was like in a period of rehab for like eight months um i always tell everybody like if you have somebody in a drug a drug addiction that you love and uh you know trying to get them out of it do not send them to a rehab that's only three to six months don't do it you need that eight month mark like you need to go over half a year to get out of that mindset it's hard to get out of that mindset and it took it was like that seventh month where i'm like Okay, I need to yeah. I need to change some shit. You know, um, being around all these people in rehab, talking about bragging about being in different different prison cells and uh, different felonies, and you know, like doing this and doing that. And I'm like looking at them like you're fucking fifty years old, and this is all you can talk about. Like yeah. I don't want to be you. So it kind of took me right. And they had like a bunch of good classes. This rehab was like it was the shit. It, I took a lot from it. It's like they taught you stuff that you they need to teach people in high school, and. Uh, I just took a lot out of it. Um, one thing too, in this rehab, uh, so there's a story of, you know, that big dude that I was telling you about earlier that was like, you know, don't fuck with him. And he yeah. ended up jumping uh -huh. me. He had a brother. He had a brother that went to the same rehab. He ended up getting a call uh, in this rehab and they don't know what it was really about, but he ended up getting this call. He said it was a little sketchy. He ends up graduating this rehab. Three nights later in his sleep gets his throat slit. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like in rehab or out of, no, the rehab? Out of rehab, he graduates three okay. nights later, he's in his own bed or whatever. And Damn. he gets his throat slit. Yeah. Uh, so I get a call in this rehab and it's a private investigator from New Mexico. Uh, super cool dude. He seemed, seemed chill or whatever. Asking me questions. He's like, Hey, I'm just, uh, he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm working for the case of the kids that are getting charged with this double homicide you know that they tried pinning on you and i'm just like he's like i'm i'm working with them to you know help them out and i'm just trying to get some more information i'm like all right cool asking me questions about the double homicide ask me questions you know like whatever standard procedure then he started asking me questions of like where are you going to be when you get out what are your plans like what are you going to do and i'm just like what the fuck why do you, why do you need that information fuck you know? fucking weird. yeah what do you need to know what i'm going to be doing where i'm going to be you know, I was like, all I just tell him was like, I just know that I'm not going to be in my hometown anymore and I'm getting away from the shit. That's all I know. And so I just took that a little weird. And he's like, all right, cool. I hung up, immediately called my probation officer. I'm like, I just got off the phone with this private investigator, so-and-so, had his name, from New Mexico. And he's, I was like, I was just, it's like, it's just a little, a little weird. sketch, dude. yeah. Yeah, I was like, he's asking me questions. I was telling my probation officer this. And she's like, okay, let me look into it. Talks to the police department, looks into it. This guy doesn't exist, dude. What the fuck? Yeah. So they're just trying to find so out where you're going to be, I'm gonna fucking be when you get out. Mm -hmm. What yeah. the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. So, dude, I'll get, like, I get goosebumps, like, thinking about it. Because these motherfuckers even have intel of where you're at and how to get, like, a hold of you. Like, hey, I yeah. just need to talk to this guy. Like, yeah. How do they even, like... Through a fucking halfway house rehab, dude. Yeah, that's oh, what I'm man. saying. How do they get passed along through that with all that credibility? I don't know, dude. 
but like I was like whoa okay so I complete this this was like shortly like this was like right before I'm about to graduate this rehab so my mom comes and she picks like she knows about all this so she comes packing you know like my family's redneck you know so they got guns and shit so they come over and (laughs) guns in the car and she's like we're driving you straight out of this town we're not stopping like you're coming out you're going and you're leaving like you're gonna you're not you're not coming back here i'm like all right cool so i go up there um i start working in excavation because that's what my dad's company is that's why i'm really good i've been doing it since i was fucking 12 and uh i'm clean things are going good right I'm making some money, uh, you know, making decent money for excavation, work on my own. I have my own little place. Things are going good. And uh, I meet this woman uh, on a site and she's she's the site foreman uh, for a new home building, million dollar home building. So this woman's making pretty good money and she's 21 years older than me, dude. 21 years older. and. Uh, I was like kind of the pretty boy on the side or whatever. And I had this coworker of mine that's my foreman. He was just like always feeding it into our ears about like hooking up for some reason. He's just like, dude, I'm going to be your wingman, bro. You got, you guys got to get, you guys got to just get at it, dude. And I was just like, it's like, no, dude, she's a fucking mom. But like one day he's talking to her and he comes she's almost to, fucking double your age. Yeah, dude. And he, he's one day he's talking to her and he comes to me and he's like, dude, you never find out what, 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 uh, Jolene said, and I'd be like, what? Because Jolene's her name. And I was like, what did she say? He's like, she said that you're a good-looking dude. You know, like, and I was like, okay. But he's like, saying, like, this is our fucking chance. <laughs> this, is our, <laughs> this is our chance, dude. She thinks you're fucking good-looking. So we end up going out for drinks one night, her, my foreman and I and her. And we're just hitting it off. And, like, we're drinking Red Bull vodka, whatever, at this little bar that's close to our site. And my foreman's like, well, I got to go. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, all right, yeah. We're like, okay, see you later. So and then we end up, this woman and I were sitting there just drinking. We were like 15 Red Bull vodkas deep, just talking, like deep talk. And then she's ended up driving, like we leave, and she's like driving me back to my vehicle. And I just like attack her, like kiss her neck and stuff. And really, she's like, fuck it, flips around. Long story short, that's game over, right? Like we start dating, uh, weird enough. She has a kid. I'm living in her house at this point, pretty much. She's like telling me to move out of this little place of mine. And she has two kids, uh, a son and a daughter. And her son's literally like six months younger than me. And we're living in the same house. Uh, you know, I'm with his mom, dude. And then her daughter is like eight, six months younger than my sister. You know, so it's like I'm living with like my mom and us, but with yeah, the, yeah. the woman, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, but, you know, I don't like it. It was great because she made enough money and she supported me she's like you know what get out of the excavation she's like follow your dreams pursue fitness I'm like, all right cool so so, so h- how long of a transition was it from when you got out of uh rehab, rehab. and that you were working in excavation like how long did you work in excavation before like you met her so when i first moved up when i first went up to the denver actually i i was actually dating a girl in rehab a little bit right um so I moved up, that's how I got a place actually eventually, like immediately I moved up with this girl that I met through rehab was on Facebook with a phone that I stole and like, you know, I bought and I was hiding in rehab because you're not allowed to have one. But I was talking to this girl online on Facebook that I just found and she ended up living in Aurora in Colorado, so up towards Denver. And uh, so she was the one, that's who I moved in with, like with her and her parents as soon as I got out of rehab, uh, moved up there with her. She ended up being crazy, dude. Um, Actually, one another thing that saved me too, another reason that somebody's looking out for me, <laughs> this woman was like, we had, we had a pretty rough relationship. Like, 
and things got a little rough, like abusive there for a little bit. Like I never hit her, like I never hit her, but we like, she she was like crazy. Like she like there'd be times like for example me trying to leave the door, she'd put herself through the middle of the door, like me and her in the door, and like trying to like hold me back. And there's one day like it got really really bad. I was even at her house. I was like, your parents don't want to fucking hear this. You know, I'm just trying to leave. This was Christmas Eve. Okay, yeah, this okay. was Christmas Eve, the day the year I got out of rehab. It's like we're getting a physical fight and she's like whipping me with a cord and shit, ripping my shirt and uh, she ends up, I end up leaving and then she's like fall, she finds me with a car and she gets me in and she's like, I called the cops, we're going back to the house. And like, I'm a felon, dude. Like I'm on probation still at this point. And I'm like, dude, like this woman just called the cops for being abusive. I'm like, I'm going to fucking prison for sure. Again, like this is another, like mm-hmm. now this is abusive. This is an abusive fucking deal. So this is going to be even more like, yeah. oh, you're fucked, dude. You're going to prison for a long now time. Now on top of your 11 felonies, yeah. now with with the abusive charge, oh, well, I was like, oh, I'm fucked. I, like, I ended up hopping out of her car while I was moving and started running away. And I was like, you know what? I didn't do anything wrong. I was like, I was just defending, like, I was just trying to get out of the house. And I was like, you know what? And this is like December. I'm in a tank top and shorts, dude. And I walk like four blocks from her house cold as shit i'm sitting on the curb waiting for these cops to show up not knowing if that she actually did or not i'm like freezing my ass off so you're like kind of eyeing the house just sitting up here i sat no i walked all the way to the house and i sat on the front curb of the house because i know that's where they were going to come right and uh sure shit two minutes later as i'm sitting on the curb there's cops pulling up damn dude and this woman like she as before the cops come out she comes out and she's like you're going to jail bitch and i was like actually no we're both going to jail today i was like you're just gonna be out a lot faster than i am yeah and uh, the cops come up to me. Uh, the cops show up. I walk right up to them. They're like, you call the cops? And I was like, actually, no. She called the cops on me. Uh, I was like, this is the story what happened. I was like, I'm, this woman's small, dude. She's tiny, skinny little woman. I'm like, I'm, I'm pretty big dude at this point. I'm like 220 pounds. And I'm like, listen, if we actually got into a bad altercation, abusive, you would, see, you would see bruises on her, scratches on her, whatever else. I was like, look at me. There's like whips, scratch marks, everything. My shirt's torn. I'm out in the outside and freezing my ass off. I was like, you can get her side of the story, but this is mine. I'm like, I just want to let you know, this is what happened. I was like, I didn't hit her, but yes, we did get into a little confrontation. So then they go to her and I can hear her just bawling, dude. You know, like he choked me. He was, he was like, you know, strangling me, blah, blah. I'm like, fuck, what? This bitch. Yeah, this bitch, like what? Like. Oh, I was like, I'm going to fucking prison for sure. Especially like, like those cases, like they'll tend to believe the the, the girl a lot more. Dude, yeah, always, yeah, yeah. Like government yeah. stuff is always like. Yeah, exactly. But way. and then so the so the cops walk up to me and they're like, "We're sorry to tell you this." I'm like, "Fuck!" And they're like, "We're gonna send her to jail for domestic violence." You're <laughs> sending her to jail? Yeah. <laughs> you're, so, like, you're sorry what? to tell me? Yeah. I was like, wait. Yeah. I was like, wait, what? And I was like, oh no, that's so sad. You know, like, what? Oh no. But you know, <laughs> tell, me where, yeah, tell me where. Tell me where she's asked. I can always see her. Yeah, I know. But like, I was so relieved. But I'm like, I mean, it makes sense, you know. But I just never saw that. Like, I was like, I'm a felon. Yeah. I'm bigger. I'm a male in this situation. She's a woman that never even got a fucking speeding ticket. You know, like, I'm like, I'm fucked. I know they 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 took. I was like, you, if you're strangled, there'd be bruises. You know, yeah. nothing. I was like, see, that's what I mean. Like, I was like, I didn't touch. Like, yes, we were holding each other, but like, yeah. I never did anything like that. So, to send her off to jail and not me that night on Christmas Day, like, like, wow. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Merry like you know another reason why I'm 
somebody wants me out, you know, doesn't want me to be locked up or dead. Um, her family was even like, yeah, she's a little crazy, you know, sorry for that. Like, this is on Christmas Day, still give me my present that they got me. And, like, as I'm, like, waiting there and awkwardly in their house <laughs> while their daughter just got arrested, you know, gone. I'm just sitting there, like, waiting for my family to come pick me up from, you know, two hours away. I'm just sitting there like, in this house with their daughter just getting arrested for us getting in a fight over domestic violence. Like, this is weird. But, uh, yeah, so that, that ended up happening. And that's when I moved in with my by myself, you know, and then met that woman. So that was another reason. So that there's a little transition there. And I started working for like a solar company and didn't like it. So that's why I was like, you know what? I moved into this like sober home that I knew somebody from rehab that owned a house up there. It was like, you have to stay sober for it. Um, cool. So I ended an excavation. That's how do, do you think that helped you? Like being in a sober home because you like, you were kind of already out of rehab. You're already good, you know, off of it. And then just kind of like another so the thing piece. is, so this is the thing though, is I still smoke weed. I like, I was trying to find a way to like, I'm, I love weed, dude. I'm, I still do. I still smoke weed. And, uh, I found, I heard that even if you're on probation, if you get a medical card, you can still smoke weed. It's like a loophole. Yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. So I got a medical card. I was able to smoke weed, but I was in this sober living home. So I was keeping it quiet and keeping it on the down low. But the buddy I was living, like, there's two of us in this guy's house. There's this guy and the two other, like, me and this other dude. And this other dude that I went to rehab with. That's how I kind of found out. I didn't know the guy that owned the house, but he did go to the same rehab that we did, but I didn't know him. I just knew the guy that was living with him at the time. So that's how I found out. He hit me up. He's like, come on over here. Well, that guy found out I was smoking weed. And he was like, oh, shit, you can do that? So he got a a med card too. And then this guy was stupid enough to bring in, like, pounds of weed at the time in the sober living room. So they found out. You know, they yeah. could smell weed and they drug tested us. And I'm just like, you know, I took the blame. I let that guy, I was like, no, it's just me. You don't need to drug test him. I ended up leaving, whatever, got my own place. So, okay. So, yeah, I got my own place. And that's that's when I was in this, like, working in. I was already working as excavation, making good money, like four grand a month, whatever, three or four grand, like four grand a month, which is pretty good. Um, so, I was able to afford my own little place. And that's when I met this woman. She took me out of the excavation. Um, so us in this relationship she lets me get out i started working at a supplement company that's when i start instagram for the first time uh there's this there's this online competition uh body transformation competition that i joined that you can win ten thousand dollars um it's like all right hell yeah got back on gear right um like fully like i did a like a big cycle at this point like more than i ever have and i got shredded dude i look so good I was like, I did everything to a T. I didn't have to really work. I was working at a supplement company, but like part time. Like I was living with this woman that made six figures. And I was just like, all right, cool. Just sure. winging. I was like, I'm trying to make this. I'm trying. Just, just had to work out. Pull yeah. the Pull the. Yeah. Be, be a dad and be yeah, a yeah, yeah. supplement. Yeah, company. yeah, yeah. Give good D, and I'm, 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 you know, that's all I had to do, you know. And then I was, I was, a, I was able to do whatever I want. So. Um, yeah, so I, I it was a three months transformation, and I ended up looking so good that I was looking at people online. I'm like, if these guys can do it, I can do it. I look better than seventy percent of these people online. So that's why I started. I started posting online, and uh, it wasn't really taking off. And that's just like TikTok was kind of like kind of new at this time, and I was trying to post like workout TikTok videos. Nothing was taking off. Nothing was taking off. And this daughter of hers, dude, was. <laughs> just a disaster dude she's nasty like she had to, like she'd make herself puke and she'd leave cups of puke around you know That's everywhere fun, yeah she was like she would buy like she was a nanny for like this really rich family so she'd get like 
$6,000 a month in checks just nannying as a 22-year-old or whatever. And I'm like, damn. this. And then she would refuse to help pay for anything in her mom or like help her mom out or all that. And she'd be like, $1,000 shoes. We had complain about not being able to pay for her car and all that. And I'm just like... And she, she's really big in this TikTok. She's trying to do those TikTok dances. And I was like, you know what? I'll make a TikTok. I was like, hey, here. I was like, one day I just walked in. I was like, here's a TikTok for all you fuckers. I was like, this is a girl. This is the woman's girl I'm dating. I was just bitching about her. I was like, this is what she looks like. This is what she does. Look at this. Look at that. Look at this. You know, and it blew the fuck up, dude. Like, it blew up. And that was the first video. So I just rolled that wave. That's how you do it. If you get a video that takes off once, you... you you throw those videos in as, as that video is blowing up you throw more videos in because that's feeding you know and feeding then the fucking feed, monster yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep and the people are just going to fall off and look at those other videos which blows up the other videos so i started taking off um started doing tiktoks uh started working out that way i got my certification for personal training at this time i just now get into a gym dating this woman as a personal trainer and she's like very insecure of course because she's 21 years older than me i'm training i'm like a young kind of stud you know working out at this big gym with a bunch of other women around. So she got really insecure and was like trying to tell me when and where and who I can and can't train. You know, just like, this is bad. Um, end up getting a big old fight. We get, she kicks me out of the house, we break up and then COVID happens. And uh, uh, they shut down the gyms from COVID, right? So like now I'm not making any money up there and I'm just screwed, so. Yeah. Um, so I'm just screwed though on uh, on this on this job I get kicked back down to Fort Morgan right and during COVID which lands me in the hometown that I wasn't really too impressed about you know like I'm not I don't want to be down just stuck here yeah dude like I don't have any vehicle don't have any money to show for it and I'm back in the hometown that I'm like I don't know who's looking for me here and you know, I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, like, I don't want to, like, this is where I cause chaos. This like, like, this isn't good for me to be here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I guess, like, now I'm back in my hometown during COVID, making even less money than my dad was paying me before because, I don't know, because fuck me, right? So. Well, no fucking gyms or anything, so. No gyms, you know, like, actually, that's one of the reasons why I decided, I was like, okay, let's move back down to Morgan and help my dad out because he has his home gym. I was like, he has this little home gym, so maybe we can work out with him. And then I also hit up a buddy that has a has a home gym too, and I ended up coming down here, and the buddy was like, oh, you know, we just had a baby, and my wife doesn't really want other people around, so sorry, buddy, you can't train here. I'm like, well, shit, you told me that I could before I moved down here. Huh. And, then it's like, and I moved down here, and my dad is like, oh, yeah, sorry, dude, I just sold everything. I just sold the whole home gym, yeah, just like a few weeks ago. I'm like, mm, you know, like, damn it. So, like, I'm stressed and depressed down here. Uh, I started talking to another girl that I was training up there, actually. And so, like, I was really stressed because I couldn't come and see her all the time, you know? I was, like, I was stuck in this hometown, stressed out of my mind, making very little money, no car, no way to, like, talk to this girl. And then she's, like, making me feel guilty because she has to drive down and pick me up and drive back every time. She's, like, I can't do that all the time. And I'm, like, well, this sucks. Um, so, at this time, I have, you know, like, a hundred some thousand followers on on TikTok and maybe like 10, 11,000 on Instagram. And uh, I was getting like kind of, I was getting some deals, like uh, like possibilities, like for TV shows, like The Circle and uh, Love Island and stuff like that on Netflix. And like they're, I never, I didn't score any, but one of these 
one of these uh, interviews I was having with them, they're like, do you have OnlyFans? I was like, no. They're like, okay, good. Well, I was waiting. I was like super stoked. I was like, damn, this is my opportunity to blow up even more, you know, like on this TV show. And uh, I never, like I waited a couple weeks, a few months, and nothing, or like a month or whatever, nothing ever came by of it. And I was like, you know what? I'm tired of being here. It's like for shits and giggles, let's start up an OnlyFans. Fuck it, why not? See, see what it does. Yeah, see what it does. So I started one up. Three days later, I made four grand. You know, three days. How, how long three later? Three days. days. Three days. Three days. I started like on a Friday, and that next Sunday or whatever, I was four grand richer. You know, you say what? The yeah, fuck? I was like, like, I made this shit. I made more less, than less, more than less than that in a month <laughs> yeah. with my dad. Less than that, I was making maybe thirty two hundred, thirty one hundred in a month, working my ass off. You know, I was like four grand in three days, and so I, I so and then I started talking to that that uh, older woman again. At this point, we're starting to like hit it off, like just like kind of missing each other and talking. And uh, so she would come down and drive me and pick me up, and we'd use that money and we'd like record or we'd do whatever, you know, like make some more money. Like we'd use it as like a little vacation, you know, it's like as long as that's what the OnlyFans was about. I was like, okay, so hopefully I can make enough money that we can come up and see each other until I can get my life together and come back and move up here. Well, <laughs> like two weeks later, I'm rolling in money, dude. I'm making already like 10 grand a month in this, in this. In this, uh, right off the bat. Right off the bat. And what, 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 and what is it? Are you just doing like photos, videos? Or like, so at what, this what time, is it? at this time, like I'm just pulling out, like for that four grand in those three days, I was just pulling out stuff in my camera roll. Like shit okay. that I already had, uh, you know, like just pictures damn. and shit. That's what made me four grand. So and then after that, yeah, so when I started like going up on the weekends, like I was starting to record with, with the older woman, which was a kind of a hit, you know, like because that's like a, a fetish for a lot of people. Like, mm -hmm. Um, so it kind of blew up there too. And I just told my dad, I'm like, sorry, dude, but I'm out of here. You know, I'm making a lot of money. I'm moving back up there. And at this time, the woman that I was seeing, she actually lost her six figure job, got fired from it. And the house that she was renting, they gave her a 30 day notice to get out. So she was screwed. And I was like, you know what? You helped me out. You helped me get out of that industry. You helped me like kind of build my stuff. I was like, now I'm making a lot of money. Let me help you out. So we got back together. This was like six months on the dot. Um, so we got back together, move up here, and I'm like full, like full blown OnlyFans full time, you know. Uh, she's helping me edit videos and yada yada. She's not working at all, and I'm just supporting the both of us technically. But she's just like your photographer, or or, 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 did, like, you, or did he get like professional like shoots and no, just places? No, dude, I was dude. I made all my money on a fucking ring light and a phone. That's it. it fucking it, dude. That's all I had. As long ring as it light, works. A ring light and a phone. That's all I needed. I made money. Um, but yeah, she would like, add, like we had two phones and we'd like edit. She'd help me edit. And she's like doing my taxes stuff and like helping me turn it into a business because she's like, you know, she knows all about that stuff. Um, so, I, but like seven, like six months goes by doing this. We were kind of, I'm like, I'm stressed, dude. You know, like dating somebody that old, like I really, I did enjoy her a lot and like I do not regret any of it at all, but I knew it wasn't forever. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I'm making all this money and I'm just kind of throwing it away. Like she's always promising me to build this big, like this big empire. Like we're just gonna start up a clothing brand. We're gonna do this, I'm gonna help you do that. And we're gonna start this and that and we're gonna build this empire together. And I was just waiting for her to help me build this empire. And it was just never going. She's like keeping me at the end of the reel, like making sure we weren't getting this empire. Giving you just enough, just, just so you don't leave. Because like he gets it, yeah. this motherfucker's gonna leave. Yeah, so. exactly. So she's just giving me just enough to like keep me around, you know, because she knew, yeah. she knew, and I knew, you know. So, um, I'm stressed, you know, and I'm and I'm back on steroids at this point. And uh, one day, 
we're working out. Like one day we wake up, it's, I'm already in a stress situation. I've been kind of like blowing up a lot lately. And probably from the roids, probably, you know, probably like, you know, being uh, just anger issues from it or not. But one day I, we wake up, we're in a fight, of course. We decide to go to the gym. Um, I go to the gym. Oh, oh, rewind. I got a surgery, let, mind you, three weeks before this day. I got surgery on gyno for my bitch tits, right? This was some of my insecurity, my insecurity. The biggest insecurity I had was always these lumps under my nipples. And I was like, nah, I need to get rid of that. Now I was making the money. I paid six grand out of pocket to get these removed. Cool. Got them removed. Super, super chill or whatever. I was super stoked. They're like, you're going to have to wait two or three weeks to work out. I'm like, all right. Uh, so I'm off for two or three weeks letting these lay on my chest heal. They give me the, the go ahead one day. They're like, all right, today's the day. Go work out. Fuck yeah, cool. So this is the day we woke up kind of in a, not even like super pissed, not even like super stressed, but you know, uh, just like, some, I don't even remember what it was about, but we were just definitely not in the right mindset though. But like, this is the first day I'm coming to work out after two or three weeks. Uh, I load up on caffeine for the first time, just a mixture of things, right? Uh, but it's just a normal day and I go hit legs. I decided, you know what, legs, I'm gonna hit legs. And I'm bound up really tight, you know, from this chest. You have to like wear this like, binder for your chest to mm-hmm. heal right and keep you flat so i'm like really bound up tight so i go and hit legs for the first time and as most people know that's in the fitness you hit hard leg day you get sick sometimes like you, you, to the yeah, point you where you'll throw throw, throw, throw yeah. up yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah you know what i mean yeah. so i was like man i was like feeling like 45 minutes in this workout i was like feeling super sick like started getting like nauseating herself and i so i walked over to my ex at the time and i'm like over to that woman i'm like uh i'm gonna cut it out early and go upstairs and cool down on the treadmill as soon as i got up on the treadmill i, I was just like feeling like shit cold sweats chills drain like like your like adrenal glands are going off or something i'm like oh like I, at this point i'm like oh man i just hit a fucking hard work like this my body's not used to hard this. work down like two yeah, weeks, and I'm, two, three and weeks I'm bound, yeah you know i'm bound up and all that so i'm like i'm I'm headed down the stairs to go in the locker room. And by the time I'm in the locker room, dude, I have this pain in my fucking back, shoulder blade to shoulder blade, just shooting across. And I'm like, f- like freaking out. Like, I, I was like, I don't know what's going on. I'm like trying to rip my shit out. I'm like trying to get naked because I'm sweating so bad and I just feel claustrophobic. And I'm over there shitting and puking myself in the stall. And I'm like grabbing things, trying to stretch out my back because it hurts so bad. I remember laying on the floor, like in the stall, and I could see people's feet, you know, underneath the door. And I was like, man, I was like, I'm getting embarrassed because I'm like grunting and moaning and fucking dying in this stall. And I'm like, man, I need to go home. Like, this is embarrassing. So I pull myself together enough to like get my shorts on and my shirt on and like grab my underwear and my headphones and my hoodie and everything, my bag, and I have it all in my hands. And I'm like walking out of the gym, like trying to hold myself together and not embarrass myself anymore. And I'm like, see you later, you know, like, bye bye. And by the time I get outside, call my, my the lady that, my girl that's in the gym and I'm like we need to go home like I feel like shit and I'm like laying on the bed of the truck like oh like fucking like on the outside of the truck yeah because like, she like... had like a like the cover on okay. the bed you know okay. so I'm like laying on the cover of the bed and I'm like like rolling around and like trying to like like just fucking in pain you know and so she gets outside and I get in the car and she's like starting to drive home like two minutes into the drive I'm like I'm like, because I want to lay down. I just feel like I have to lay down because mm-hmm. I can't sit, sit up or I just yeah. feel the pain. So I'm like laying down in the back seat. Two minutes of the drive, I'm like blacking out. I'm like screaming, punching shit. Like I'm just in this pain. I'm like, something's not right. So we're like hauling ass to, to the hospital. And uh, by the time I get to the hospital, I fall to the floor and like I'm kind of blacking out. And she said that. I looked her in the eyes like, I don't want to die. So I told her. 
and then they like they put some nitrous or whatever they put in your under your tongue for people that with heart attack patients and it like woke me up and I was like able to like come to again a little bit I was able to breathe I was able to think wasn't in a lot of pain all I remember was thinking, I was like, man, I'm such a bitch, dude. I can't believe I'm in the fucking emergency room over a late day. Like, God damn it. Like, why am I here? <laughs> Got you know? the best of me today. Yeah, huh? I'm like, damn. And they're, and they're like, they put me up to an EKG and they couldn't figure out what was going on. They're like, just breathe better. Trying to like see my heartbeat on this EKG. Couldn't figure out. The doctor thought it was like a tear in my heart. And I was like, what? And then like some other doctor flew over from another place and was like, no, this kid's having a full blown heart attack right now. And they flew me into the, like, they got me into this next room and like, put a stand in me cleared me out so like i had a 98 percent blockage in my uh lad which is like they call it the widow maker um that's like what kills like that's the major major heart attack you could have yeah. so 98 percent blockage 98 percent blockage damn. yeah damn yeah so, so so like when you show up to the hospital are you like going through it or still at the hospital and you're still feeling fucked up yeah oh no i was when i got to the hospital i was because you said you're blacking out and they give you that the nitrous to kind of wake up yeah i fell to the floor and i was in pain i just like i don't i just remember kind of going in and out of it and the next thing i know like they have me they put that shit in my mouth and i'm like it's like this this like the heart attack went on for like a while then yeah 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 it was like a 15 minute thing or so yeah yeah So it wasn't just like a, because typically when you think of a heart attack, it's like, oh, right away, you like feel it or whatever, but there wasn't. No, dude, like I said, it's weird because people say like chest pain or whatever. I had zero chest pain. There was no chest pain. Like it was all back pain. Like it was just weird. It was like from shoulder blade to shoulder blade, straight line. And I just felt super sick. You know, like it's, it wasn't something that was abnormal. But yeah, it was like, I was probably in that gym fighting the heart attack for, yeah, probably like. 10 to 15 minutes in the gym and then the drive over to the hospital was probably like a probably like a five to ten minute drive like calling ass because there was like you know what's stupid is this hospital i did right the roads are connecting to this hospital there's a school right beside it so they have the 20 mile an hour zones and all these little (laughs) dude yeah and there's this guy driving 20 miles my the my ex is just like fucking honk on hard like riding his ass and he's all like flipping me flipping us off like dude i'm dying in the back here like and you're over here getting pissed because we're riding your ass you know like little does he know but like that's stupid don't put so anybody other that don't put a fucking 20 mile an hour zones or school next to a fucking emergency room doesn't make sense but yeah, so like it was probably a 20, 25 minute process. And then I was sitting in the hospital. After they put that in there, I was probably sitting in the hospital for another 10 or 15 minutes, you know, with that shit in my mouth before they actually started taking me in another Damn. room. So yeah, 30, 40 minute process of time, dude, and pain. Yeah, so. And what, what led it to it? Did they tell you like what? So, you know, I've talked to many doctors and like the doctor I have now, like we just kind of came to the conclusion that it was just one big bad cocktail, you know? This, the drug use that I had back in the day. Uh, my family has hereditary issues for heart attacks. Like my uncles had 13 heart attacks and like two or three triple bypasses. Like oh, stupid. Shit, shit. Yeah, my dad literally just, just this last year had a, a major heart attack. He had to get three stents put in. So like it just runs in the family, you know? And then like my drug addiction, hereditary issues, the steroid use, uh, the stressful relationship that I was in at that time, the surgery that I just came out of, the caffeine, the ret, you know, like, just all just just lined up perfectly you know so yeah i was 25 at this time 25 years old almost fucking died of a heart attack you know like doesn't matter how and then remember how i said doesn't matter how it looks or how it doesn't matter how it works doesn't matter how it looks yeah (laughs) that right then and there i'm like 
that changed. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Just say, fuck this. Yeah. This is going uh, up. This is yeah, out the I window. Like, I, was like, I don't give it. Like, I care about how I look, but damn, do I want to fucking live? You know. Yeah. So after that heart attack, I was like super strict on myself. Like I ate nothing that was outside of like a heart. Like you know, everything that's cholesterol healthy and what they say is good for the heart. It's all I ate, and uh, it was just kind of like scarred from it, you know. But that woke me up to the point where I was like this relationship isn't going nowhere and she's just stringing me along you know and i just need to grow from it i haven't lived i was like i didn't travel anywhere i haven't done shit you know i don't have no. friends didn't do anything like i was so upset with my life that i didn't do anything you know like things need to change so i made the change i left her and then i started living life I went to mexico like shortly after and then i started then i was dating not dating but i was seeing a a decent amount of different women at this time trying to figure out you know what I want to do uh who I want to be with you know trying to f live that single life and man every woman that just came around I'm like yeah yeah you know like no that's not that's not for me so eventually I was just like you know what I'm gonna become a man whore and take off on this OnlyFans thing might as well you know like fuck it but and then that's I bought I bought a dog, a golden retriever for emotional support animal after my heart attack, and uh, I started like you know bought a Jeep instead of a instead of a Maserati, you know uh, I started going because I wanted to go to the mountains. I wanted to start being active. I actually wanted to start living life. So I was like you know a Jeep and a dog seems like a good way to go. Um, so I started walking this dog every morning. I was living my life, doing different adventures and going to different places and parties and hikes and whatnot like I never did. And one day I took my dog for a walk and I dropped my phone and I met, you know, my fiance now. She's like, hey, mister, you dropped your phone. Like, All right, cool. So, so it was kind of like in the movies where you actually like run exactly, into them. They, yeah, pick, they yeah. pick up your stack of papers. Exactly. But now it's modern. Now it's a phone. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Except, but the, the thing is, though, she was dating somebody at this time and she was, she was living with a roommate and she's like, this roommate was single. So she's always trying to shove me off on her roommate. And uh, so I was like, all right, whatever. I'll hang out with your roommate a little bit. And at this point, you were trying. You weren't looking for anything serious. You were just like, yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm just yeah, no, fun. like. At this point, I decided like I'm just gonna become a man whore. You know, like I'm just, gonna, yeah, I'm just gonna blow up on this OnlyFans and just do whatever I need to do. Fuck it. And uh, so I'm like hanging out with this woman, this 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 roommate of hers. <laughs> she's sitting on the couch one day and she's just like dogging on her roommate, which is my fiance now, just like talking shit. And I was like, everything that she was saying, though, I was like, yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. Like, keep telling me more, you know? Yeah. Like, like right on. Like, uh -huh. I think I can get to like this woman. Yeah. But it never, you know, I didn't really think anything. She's already dating somebody, but that that girl didn't really hit it off with me, so I just left her, you know, started doing my own thing some more. And then one day I just got a text message from her, like, hey, we should hang out from Serena, my, my fiance. And I was like, bet, <laughs> you know? Like, Say less. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, done, deal. Like, that's all I need. Um, so, yeah, we hit it off. Uh things are going good um this I'm, I'm starting to get like i'm starting to blow up after this heart attack i'm starting to blow up a lot more on social media right um just because people are curious you know this 25 year old almost died it's not, it's why, not normal you know like that. so you weren't just blowing up just because like the fitness and the so yeah, only fans it was, was a little up. bit it was a little bit of, like so i was kind of hiding everything i was just trying to be fitness you know i was just trying to like show this show this this demeanor of myself that wasn't just like just a part of myself. I was just trying to show this part of myself. And then after the heart attack, I was like, let's open up. I was like, let's talk about my drug addiction. I was like, let's talk about 
you know, my my heart attack. Let's talk about all the shit that I went through. Let's talk about childhood abuse. And I, I kind of, I didn't ever really like sat here like we were doing today and actually talked about it, but I spilled a little bit of it every now and then. And then I'd mix it in with, you know, thirst traps or whatever. But it all, it all kind of just correlated and blew up and worked. It all worked. Um, no, we appreciate you like fucking opening up and oh, yeah. telling us this whole thing because we're going in pretty pretty deep on it. So yeah, that's, dude. No, that's cool. So, um, of course, uh, this, this, uh, what was like, what was I saying? So this, what am I saying? Let me think. You, you like, you like met, you, she sent you a message, you got, you guys okay. got together. Yeah, got so, together. so at oh, this yeah. point, yeah. Um, now, now this chick is the first chick I ever dated that's into fitness. She's from Italy, moved to Las Vegas. And if you think about Las Vegas life, like fitness is huge out there. There's a bunch of expos, there's a bunch of bodybuilders, everything like that. She did a show before. So when I met her, I was like, you know what? Like I've always wanted to do a show and we decided to do one, you know, I was like, okay. So I did the show, um, got super ripped again. And honestly, like I went from 40, 50,000 followers on Instagram, uh, to 109 in like three months from this show, like just like blew oh, up. Oh, from be from going doing the competition? Yeah, dude. Oh, really? Just doing like yeah, just I was just so shredded and just it worked out that like everything just blew up. Like it just started blowing up like crazy. Um, so I think like that now now to the point though like I got and like I was telling you guys earlier uh, before we got on camera that I got into this wreck like two two months ago and it just kind of started tanking my social media. Um, just because I haven't been posting on it or not. But I'm going to be, uh, you know, moving to Vegas back to where, like, you know, Serena's living at. And I think that's going to blow me up even further. So I'm, I'm glad that I'm able to share this story, you know, and, like, kind of spill it out there because I think this is a good way to, like, leave off Colorado, you know, yeah. and, like, yeah. close, the, close, close new, the deal. New chapters and stuff. New chapters. Yeah, it's some powerful stuff, honestly. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I wanted to ask you a little bit. How important do you think it is for, like, for couples be around your your partner to be to have kind of like the same kind of alignment as like you have like you're saying serena she's in fitness like you're in fitness it's hard like i want to do fitness she wants to fucking eat donuts you know it's like dude, so it, it's that's hard dude. <laughs> <laughs> for the people wondering we have a little bit of uh, technical difficulties yeah, over here. damn camera over there um but yeah it, it's you you need it's hard uh i think it's very important to be they say opposites attract bullshit you know bullshit opposites don't attract i mean like okay you may be curious to the point like okay this person is totally different than i am you know and so that that makes things exciting you know opposites attract it's just exciting you just want to know you know you just want to be a part of something a little different than what you're used to so i mean it may be good right off the bat you know, for month, two, three, year, you know, whatever it may be, but it's not going to work out. It's definitely not going to work out. This woman that I started dating, like, we're the same fucking person, you know, and I've never had a better relationship in my life, you know, like it's, and and as soon as, and the reason I say it doesn't work out is because it's, we've, we've gone through some hardships right now where she, we lose track of ourselves and it's like she stops working out, like I get a little pissy or whatever, like if I stop being me, to extent, like we just uh, like we start getting a little rocky, you know. So, as long as we we are who we were, you know, it'll just stay. So, I think it's super important for you to be in a relationship and be like the same person, and to be able to motivate each other, you know, to to be what you want to be, to be more 
do more. Yeah. But yeah, so, so it's like, I'm just thinking because I don't know if you know, like the whole thing, how he got famous, the dad bod. Yeah. So he got famous by, by DiCaprio because he's, yeah. he's out with the dad bod and cool. The difference is DiCaprio got hundreds of millions of dollars. Yes. Yeah. So they're like, oh, the dad bod is like the new thing. The new th-. But if, I don't know how, how much you like know about it because I like to research a lot of shit. Like you go into it and you research it a lot. A lot of it was because the dad bod got famous because it's like, okay, we're hanging out one night and uh, if I'm fat yep. and you're fat, yep. you can't fat shame me because you're fat. <laughs> yeah. So that's how like it started. The women are the ones that started it. It's fucked up. The women are going to like it, but the women kind of started it. Like, hey, you're good like that. So that way you don't tell me I'm fat. You know? Oh. So that's kind of how it started. Like, So like to uh, talk a little bit deeper, the things that I've learned and seen through OnlyFans, dude, is insane. Like the fetishes, the desires, the the people, like just a whole different crowd. Like you, mind blown, dude, what you see out there. Um, but I've learned that to some people, honestly, like people would prefer a big grizzly bear over me. Like some people yeah. will look at me and be like, eh. You know, I got super shredded on OnlyFans and people didn't like it. They liked me at my little fluffier look. You know, like there's a, there's a niche for everybody out there. Um, if you guys want me to go into a little detail on OnlyFans, like what I'm talking about, like I'll talk yeah, about some. Go for it. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Let's go. So, I'm not on OnlyFans if you guys don't I'm, know. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> going to see, know see if it's uh, something I could do. Yeah, dude. <laughs> no. All right, so <laughs> some of the fetishes, dude. One of the first things, when I, was still, when I was still blowing, like when I was still working with my father, when I first started it, uh, I was making TikToks, right? So I had a I had a TikTok that was like at eight hundred thousand followers before it got banned because I was advertising OnlyFans like on it on crazy. But like, if you I lifted my je- my my leg up on the equipment and you have like these wrinkles in your jeans right here, right? Like right here, these are little wrinkles in the knee. Oh yeah. Somebody hit me up and was like, "Yo, I just wanted to let you know that I really enjoyed the wrinkles in your in your knee on your jeans when you lifted your leg up. You think you could send me some pictures like that with those same jeans?" It's like, I'll pay you, it's like I'll pay you a couple hundred bucks or whatever, I'm like, or like a hundred dollars. I'm like, all right, cool, hundred bucks. Like, hell yeah, I'll take some pictures. What the? Fuck? Let's take the pictures, and he's like, do you think if you do you think you could wear those jeans like a few more times without washing them? And he's like, and then I can buy them off of you for like three hundred dollars. What like, the what? fuck? Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, I'm like, these are dirty work jeans, you yeah. know? I'm like, okay, yeah, cool, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. I'll send them to you for three hundred bucks. Sure, send them to him. <laughs> this dude messages me two weeks later. So, dude, not not a chick. No, dude, dude. Oh, most of my, I would say my fan base on like OnlyFans is thirty percent women, seventy really? percent really? gay. Yeah, seventy percent gay. No, and that doesn't like turn you off away from like doing it or just no, like, no, dude. Or just like yeah, I, I learned to like grow to love the gay community, dude. Like, there, there's some fucking cool people out there. There's some mm-hmm. fucking weirdos, but there's some cool people, and I've grew to respect a lot of the fetishes and stuff and desires. Like, you know, like. People who just have their, you know, you don't know what they went through their through their childhood to end up getting there, you know, like. Um, but this guy messaged me like two weeks later and sends me a picture of my jeans, dirty still, wrapped around his pillow, using it as a pillowcase. What the what? Fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah dude. What, what was your first reaction? Was just like, what'd you tell him? I was kind of cool, bro. Was, yeah, yeah. I was kind of like <laughs> cool. You weirded you out. I was like, what the fuck. Who am I talking to? I have to? like five more jeans, bro. I don't know. If you're interested. <laughs> yeah, I see no. your the pillows were empty. I got you. Yeah. So that's like the start of it. I was like, okay, there's some there's some money to be made in like any route here. Um, 
another thing. Like I was, there's like a few people that have, didink. there's a few people that have like a fetish on, uh, what is it, They're like, like farting or like shit or pissing, you know, like, like for a little while there, for like a month there straight, people were paying me like $50 a fart and like $100 for me recording, like taking a shit in the morning or like. What? Yeah. So like a month straight, I was like every morning recording myself taking a shit or like every time I'd have a fart, I'd be like, oh, you know, pull up my phone. I just, eventually I was like. Like a, little, you know, like a little video of it? Yeah. And I was like, you know, this is weird, dude. I was like, okay, I'm making money on it, but this is fucking weird. I was like, I can't, I can't. I was like, oh, you're just starting to make me feel weird about it. You know, <laughs> like, I, like I'm making money, but then I was like, I'm tired of having like a camera roll full of me farting yeah. you know <laughs> so I stopped doing that like that's 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 another thing I met people that are like into like people asking me to like I might have my puppy up this time people are asking me to do shit with my dog and I'm like really? what the f- yeah what? so like that's weird you know like that was too like there's some people where I, was, I had <laughs> I had to draw the line on some people you know and yeah, like dude, get like shut the fuck up <laughs> you know like you're you're crossing boundaries like I understand some things but like that you're going too far but uh like get the jar of peanut butter and fucking your dog yeah, yeah dude. dude so is that like kind of make you like kind of push only fans a little bit back you know yes um eventually you start getting people to where they're like they feel like you they like i owe them something you know like just starting a dog i mean treat me like i'm a piece of meat which i can understand why if i'm just throwing myself out there like that but some of these people like i'm like fuck you you know like there's some really cool people that i have on OnlyFans that are very supportive um i've actually even given a few people my number and i still message them like text them to this day you know like as regular people you know like they're pretty cool and then you have the other people that i'm like go fuck yourself you know like i don't you know they're just horrible people you know um like I, I get the messages you see that I, the messages that I get throughout during the day. Like some of them is like, what the hell? And what's funny is, uh, one of my clients now that I'm training, in person, um, knew me on on OnlyFans and Instagram as when I started working at this gym. He's like, dude, I saw you at this gym. He's like, you think I could say hi? I was like, as long as you don't bring up OnlyFans, you're not weird about it. And I was like, and you start training with me, yeah, you can say hi. Yeah. And so he comes up and this dude's cool dude like he's been my oldest client one of my oldest clients yet now and he's like dude i, I like this guy like him and i every time i train him i'm like we have a great conversation things are good um but if i like i post something online and i get these weird messages from these people that dude will send me the same message you know what i mean so like that kind of opened up my mind to that's why I'm like a little bit more respectful. Like, okay, I don't know who I'm talking to. Yeah, they may have this keyboard warrior effect where they want to say some pretty raunchy shit or some weird shit, you know, on, on online. But but this guy will say the same thing. And I like this guy in person. So maybe these other people are saying some weird things. Maybe I like them too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, some weird, weird fetish, weird, weird fetishes, dude. Like, like I said, farts, jeans, people. I like, I haven't bought in. Like, I was gifting many shoes many underwear like i don't like i don't have to pay for shit i was my dog was bought for my ace my, my emotional oh, really? animal. yeah like my puppy after a heart attack was paid for uh my surgery not my first surgery but my second surgery was paid for because i got i started getting gyno back again okay um so i got it like just recently i just i just got cut out like a couple months ago uh 
not not because I'm on gear again. I can't take yeah. it because of my heart attack, but just because my body's messed up. Um, so through hormones and stuff, which I'm trying to get on track with my homeopathic doctor, which I can go into if you want me to on that too. But yeah, so so yeah, every, I don't know. A, a lot of shit was paid for, and it's, it's just a it's just a cool experience. But now I'm just trying to get out of it. You know, well, what does your fiance think about all this? Well, dude, she started dating me when I was deep into it so it's not like she had a big say. so she's kind of like used to it she's like if that's what you want to do go for it i'm not gonna like keep well, I, from doing it well because well. because like my take like kind of like on it like people can say like i'm hating because i'm not fit to be a fucking an only fans but like with a lot of people i see like if that's the way you got like known cool my things like maybe because i'm more business minded but like try to change it up a little bit and turn it into a brand and like Get away from this and do this. Yeah, like kind of like what so, you're, yeah, like yeah, you're yeah, doing yeah. now. Like yeah, like I'm trying to. I'm trying. I, I'm. I for the past. So I was making when I was when I was advertising my OnlyFans and stuff. I was making anywhere from ten to twenty five thousand dollars a month. Um, as soon as like with Serena and I's relationship, I actually started taking. You know, I had that after my heart attack. I had that fucking mentality. Let's live life every day like it's last because I don't know when my last day is gonna be. You know, that scared me. I was like, yeah, that day could have been my last. So I'm like, okay, let's just do everything on my own to <laughs> you have to go get that other one or yeah but uh i was trying to do everything on my own to you know i was like we, our relationship's going good so i'm like let's just drift away from from the only fans just want to run it but yeah so i'm sorry like this relationship's going off really well to the point where i asked this girl to fucking marry me and after that i'm like okay maybe i do have a life in the future that i need to start you know Save them up for because I was bad with my money, dude. I made all this money, and they're like, "Okay, why don't you have a house? Why don't you have a fancy ass car?" Then you know, I'm like, "Because I blew it." And I went from this guy that didn't have any money ever, like at all, struggling his ass off, went through addiction and everything, to making big bank. Yeah. You know, I'm like, so I everything like my three thousand dollar cap. I was buying silverware that was hundreds of dollars. You know, like everything, like everything's just like nice. Yeah. You know, so I was just like, champagne tastes like crazy. So I just blew it all, a bunch of bunch of dates, bunch of trips, bunch of photo shoots. Um, but I was just like, you know, let me, I now I have this life and I want to, I want to have this marriage and this family. So let's drift away from OnlyFans, you know, so I stopped advertising it as much. And, uh, yeah, so. But you do a lot of like, uh, personal training and stuff. No? Yeah. So, so that's what, like we go to the branding, right? So that's for the past like year, I've been trying to rebrand myself trying to because I don't want to be in this OnlyFans career anymore. Um, the money's great. The freedom's great. It's just the the mentality people have with OnlyFans. You know, like, some people look at it and they say, so? You know, like, it's 2023. Like, who cares? As long as you're making money. Yeah, but in my own opinion, like, it's just not professional. Like you said, business related. It's just not really a professional. It's like, I feel like a porn star or something. You know, like, it's, mm -hmm. I want to do something that like my I can tell my family or I can tell like you know a, anybody that's hired you know somebody that I have respect for and they, yeah. they'd be like oh okay yeah hell yeah you did it on there like with that you know I can tell somebody that's our age hell I made a bunch of money on OnlyFans and people are gonna be like cool fuck yeah dude that's <laughs> awesome you know like okay but and professional like I'm trying to get sponsorships or I'm trying to build a brand that's like fitness and you look at bodybuilding and then you can go back 20, 30 years, and that's always been in bodybuilding. 
to support bodybuilding is expensive. The way you have to eat, the supplements oh, yeah. you have oh, to yeah. take, the gym memberships, everything you have to do to become a bodybuilder is so fucking expensive. So what what did everybody do back in the day, you know, and still now is they sell their body. You know what I mean? Like they look good, and who has money? Gay people, more than likely, because yeah. they don't have wives, they don't have kids to spend it on. Um, so they were the ones actually, they were, the gay community is actually one of the biggest supportive communities for the bodybuilding industry. Uh, and that's because, you know, they, they worship and they like, they muscle worship. Um, back in the 80s or whatever, you can look at documentaries and stuff and they'd, they'd pay people to like wrestle and get oiled up and like put on shows. So fast forward 20, 30 years, OnlyFans is that. You okay. know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. just more publicized. Just more I guess. publicized. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like another way of showing your body off to help. You know, like Kai Green. You don't know if you know who yeah. Kai Green is. Yeah. He's- yeah, dude. He he was having trouble winning the Olympia, and he was getting a hard time because he was doing like porn in a way. You know, like he was recording himself doing some weird shit, and like so now. And that stuck with him. I mean, now he's he's successful. So like, it, it's, it definitely. I'm not like ashamed of doing OnlyFans, and I'm like, if I ha- if I have to keep it, cool, whatever. But if I can get away from it, right on. If I can brand myself with OnlyFans and make something else out of it, I would do that too. Because why not? Extra money, right? Mm-hmm. Extra money is always great. But it's just people now. Some people like, especially in the upper industries, like, no, you're not gonna do that. Like, I couldn't go, right now, honestly, with my following, my look and everything, I could probably go in and do a movie. You know, like, I've gotten a lot of, like, casting deals, but more than likely, if I follow through with it, not gonna happen, because I have shit all over the internet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, when they want to keep it a little bit more professional, yes, that's a, that's where you can kind of so they don't come want, back and bite They don't you. want me being a superhero on a Marvel movie and then being like, oh, but this guy has his dick on the internet. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So so one of my you know, the thing is those prices if that happens. Yeah. So one of my one of the guys when I was when I was getting these TV deals and I was kind of blown up on on Instagram. There's this other kid that was blown up on Instagram too, and we kind of talked a little bit on Instagram and. Uh, I ended up seeing on Love Island that that guy that I was talking to actually got on. I was like, oh, fuck yeah, dude. I was like, I was on, I was doing the interview yeah. for that too. I was like, congrats, dude. I'm glad you got on. That's cool. Three weeks later, I get a message in my inbox. I wake up to a message in my inbox and it's that dude sucking another guy's dick, dude. Like, really? like a screenshot of it. Uh-huh. And so this guy was doing gay porn in Cali, you know, before, the, when I did this interview for Love Island, like they, they, uh, they asked me if I if I had OnlyFans and if I did anything. I said no, right? But like, and they're like, "Is there any risk of like leaking pictures?" And all in my head, I'm like, "Okay, all these nudes I sent out in high school and all that." I'm like, "Shit, Should I go to that." Yeah, I'm like, "Shit." I'm like, "But no," I'm like, "No, you should be good." So they're like really strict on that. So when that popped up, like somebody took a screenshot and sent it out to all his followers. You know, everybody that he's everybody that he's following, he sent that screenshot out. And this this dude got kicked off the fucking Love Island show because he was what I was like you guys were worried about a little picture of me getting leaked and this guy was full blown doing porn you know yeah, like yeah. You know, how did you not find that out yeah, how did you get away with that you know uh-huh. but like that shows you right there that he couldn't follow he couldn't he couldn't continue that show because stuff you've done because of the stuff yeah. he's done you know so that kind of like that worries me you know I'm like damn I've done shit that maybe he's gonna stick around forever somebody and there's guaranteed 110 percent there are pictures and videos of me and other people's phones out there you know that they can send out to anyone at any time 
guaranteed. Yeah. I actually just found my client that I was telling you about that's gay that I found uh, showed me, and we were doing a session. He's like, oh yeah, you ever heard of LPSG, Large Penis Support Group? I was like, mm, yeah, I've heard about it a little bit. I was like, I know I have a little case on there. And he's like, oh yeah, but you have like tons of pictures. And this was like recent stuff, like within the past like really? four months. And I'm like, I look and there's like, all my shit just leaked. Have you? Yeah. Hey, you didn't even know about this no, shit? No, I didn't know. I'm like, what? He's like showing me on my session. I'm like, oh, I'm getting pissed. I'm like, this is my money people are fucking with. That's like, no wonder people so are So I was going to tell you, like, where the fuck are my royalties? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I went on there and I got it all taken down now. So you, if you guys are trying to go find it, like, it's not going to find it. But, um, but yeah, like, that's, that there, so that just shows you that I'm, there's, it's going to get leaked. It's probably out there somewhere else on another site that I don't know about, but. You know, it's just like, that sucks. It sucks. I'm trying to I'm trying to rebrand myself. And like I said earlier off camera, I was like, um, uh, Matthew McConaughey, that's who it was. Uh, that call map. I have that call map. And I was like, I, I listen to that when I'm doing my cardio or sometimes. And I was listening to Matthew McConaughey. And he had something that like really stuck out to me. And he was like, that really like felt like he was talking to me about it. And he's like, if you can't rebrand, unbrand. You know what I mean? And that just like that hit. I really want to be you know like somebody else so maybe have you read his book dude no Green Light? but have you yeah I have. dude is it good yeah it's good because i want to i was thinking about picking that up here soon yeah yeah that's good. yeah so um yeah he was kind of talking deep into uh that book so i was like I'm, i'll probably have to do that but yeah so to let go of right even right now not advertising it not really trying to throw a lot out there i'm still making you know three to five grand a month on that so who you tell me would you throw away for three to five grand a month fuck no and take the risk who if they but like and it's not like so if it was guaranteed in the future being like yeah here in like a year you're gonna blow up on this and this is gonna pay you out mm -hmm. cool i'll drop it right now but just to be like okay just i'm gonna keep your options open yeah but right now i'm getting rid of three to five thousand dollars of my income which is most of where my like you know that's where most of my income comes from um or at least half of it. Like, just imagine getting rid of half your fucking income that you're used to making. You know, I'm, I have this lifestyle now that I'm used to living, which is champagne taste, and I can't, I can't live a champ, I can't do a champagne taste on a beer budget. You know, yeah. so like. Yeah. No, that, that's something that that I was we talked about a, a few weeks ago, that I that I was saying like, to a certain point, like we kind of build our own prisons because like of that, like we get used to a lifestyle. Me before I left my job, I was making fucking easily over six figures yeah easy yeah. and like to leave that to go do something else it's not fucking easy dude no. but you have to be able to like stack up for a time for a, yeah okay i'll be good for six months mm -hmm. let's do this yep. but i mean per my personal opinion like with the fucking following you got dude you yeah. start slamming shit out there yeah like dude you can easily oh. rebrand yourself on that's yeah. something if like, i if i sat down for hours on end throughout the day messaging all my fucking fans and being like hey let's personal train or like trying to sell clothing or selling some kind of product or something, I'm probably sure I'll be rich. Just having to take the time to do it, you know? Yeah. And then I got used to this easy lifestyle where I didn't have to do anything. You know, I didn't have to work that hard for a lot of money. So it's really hard for me to be like, okay, let's sit down and like put this to use. But I'm, I'm slowly, I don't know, it's taken me a while to like get in that mindset, but I'm slowly transitioning into like, okay, this is what I need to do. This is how I'm gonna do it. So I'm getting this vision built up right now. And that's, so I'm leaving Colorado and I'm moving to Las Vegas. And I have this like set, my, my fiance now is gonna be making a decent amount of money. You know, I was paying for both of us for the most part. 
throughout our lives. So now she's going to be making the most money. Maybe I'll be able to unbrand myself in Las Vegas, you know, and then that's, that fitness is huge out there. So, and if not, sex is huge out there too, dude. So like do <laughs> both. They're both. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Do both. So if I can't, you know, and that's what I was thinking. I was like, okay, if I unbrand, will I, will any of these sponsorships I'll get from unbranding pay me as much as I'll make through OnlyFans? Mm, probably not, you know, maybe later down the road, but what's really going to make me money starting up my own business, selling my own shit. How do I get there? How can I get there quicker? Keeping my money, keeping all my, keeping every, all my, you know, all my income, all the all the sources of income that I'm making. So maybe keep it, maybe try working off of it, try building something else off of it, and just stack it all to make something different in the future. I don't know. Yeah. So, so what's next for you? What's next? That's what I said. What's next is move, up in the move air. To Vegas. Yeah, move to Vegas. Uh, still train out there. Um, start recording some new content. Trying to rebrand myself still. And if it, if I fail, then it's unbranding time. You know, and then. Maybe I'll have to just like, like for the past couple months, I've kind of kept my head under the water a little bit on social media. Um, if I have to, maybe I'll just tank, you know, I'll just, just disappear until I get to where I want to be. But if not, I'm right now, I'm still just going to try rebranding. I'm going to take this move as a sign and still do what I'm doing, but a little extra, you know what I mean? And see what I can do from there. Um, my goal was to hit a hundred thousand followers on Instagram. I'm there. Let's go more, you know, now it's a build a YouTube channel. That's what I want. I have whoever's on my YouTube right now waiting for this right here uh, to hear my story. So maybe this is something to start it off with, uh, kind of get a little practice in here with you guys and then see where it goes. Takes off from there. You yeah. know what I mean? No, that's great. No, well, we appreciate you coming on with us. Yeah. It was good. It was yeah. a good time. Yeah, for sure. Appreciate it. It was, it was some powerful stuff. I hope yeah. people go rewatch it because there's a lot of like, a lot of lessons that, be, that people can take away from this. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Detailed. Very detailed. Yeah. yeah. So main, main things, don't do drugs in high school. Don't start steroids young. Uh, do everything smart. Um, if you have hereditary issues or if you decide to start doing some, get your blood work done, stay healthy. And, uh, yeah, and then follow your dreams. You know, if somebody tells you you can't do something, that's fucking wrong. Go yeah. do it. You know, so. where where could people like hit you up? Where, where, where's the easiest place for people to hit you up if they want more training or anything, or to be aware of you? Because I'm sure you're gonna be doing some some good shit here. So my uh, Instagram handle is I I reply to a lot of people on my Instagram Loki Drake. You know, L O G Y Drake. Okay. So um, I have a TikTok that now, but I'm like. TikTok, like I said before, is kind of just, I, I lost it's not my that great. yeah I lost my motivation on that for some reason you know I'm like that's got that got old for me um, but yeah mainly my Instagram uh, I think I have no idea what my I, like I said I haven't uploaded anything to my YouTube yet uh, so stay tuned sure. stay tuned for that yeah let me see I want to pull it out really quick with me because I know I I, I might I might re rename it to Logie Drake too just to make it more uh, make it more easier. Simple. Yeah, yeah easier for easier. people to find yeah. it too. Yeah, but right now, shit. Oh yeah, there's no. Uh, oh yeah, it's just Logan Drake Nestor. Yeah, Logan Drake Nestor is my name on the on the YouTube right now. So that's uh, that's where I'm sitting there. At Logan Drake Nestor six one eight seven. Gonna definitely change that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna definitely change for sure. that. But yeah, so probably Logie Drake. But Logie Drake's my people cool. want to hit me up and find me. Sweet. No, again, appreciate you coming out here and just, you know, chatting with us. Um, we'll put all, all the links down in the description for everybody to kind of yeah. click through and check you out, follow yeah. you. Um, but 
guys, uh, if, you, if you stuck around to the end, uh, it, was, it was a little longer than usual, but I mean, it was, it was a powerful story that we, that we had to get in there. So, you know, appreciate it. Um, if you stuck around to the end, make sure you give this video a thumbs up. Comment down below what you think about um, the whole conversation we had here. Um, leave your thoughts on, on, on his story and all that stuff. Um, and also make sure to subscribe to the channel. You know, um, helps out a lot if you just subscribe, um, like it, comment, share it around or whatever. Um, but guys, thank you once again. Um, and just I'll leave you with the motto that we have here on the podcast, which is an act of rebellion is to question. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you, Logan. Thank you. See you later, guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, underrated, underrated. We the underdogs, underestimated. Yeah.